The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. This week in League, who will be the next revelation of the season? How will your team fare in the 2014 NRL season? How much further can the Tigers decline? And we pick up the 2014 season like a bowling ball. All that real talk and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 144 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. So we're back for we 2014. Back. Let me tell you, everyone has been bitching about when are you back. Since, are you going to stay on to the World Cup? Are you going to go through all the way through the end of the World Cup? Are you going to start at the nines? Are you going to start? Oh. No. Why didn't, are you going to come on and talk about, you know, Parramatta playing West Tigers in Alice Springs? Yes, the answer to that, as you and all those questions was no, no, yeah, the, <laughs> no we are not. The, the answer, yeah, the answer to all that now is uh, no, 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 and uh, no, but because uh, you know we need a break, but we need an off season. We're training hard. Well, if we if we went if we went all the way through to the end of um the We'd World be Cup, mental sand dunes. Like the World the World Cups, like I, like I think I saw the date on the last episode, and it was kind of the, it was it was the week the week before the, was it the week uh, before the weekend where the World Cup actually commenced, I think, and um had that finished, it probably would have come close to, it would have taken us into December mm. and in the nines, like early yeah. February. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, fuck that for a joke. I man. need a bit of sleep. If they're paying for like, you know, if, you know, if, if, we're, if we're making like, you know, 50 grand each a year, say, <laughs> that we could throw on top of the kid. 150, whatever. Well, well enough. If, well, if, if we're making 150 grand each, then we would be doing this. We'd be doing an episode every day. <laughs> Quite, quite frankly, exactly. or at least a couple of weeks. I mean, because you know it would be well worth, you know, the while doing it. But um, yeah, it's still it's it's good to be back after a long time. I was sitting there today, I'm just like, fucking, how do we do that again? What do I do there? What am I gonna do? I was like, oh fuck, this is all too hard. This is so much <laughs> shit to fucking organise before this show Didn't starts. We just up. Pay someone to do this? Yeah, what the? F- Don't we have minions? So, where are our minions? Well, where'd the fucking time go? Like. <laughs> I ain't got time for this, <laughs> but here we are. Bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> All I wanted was a cold pop. <laughs> Lord Jesus, there's a fire. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> as it turns out, you better luck up your wives, luck up your daughters, yeah. Yeah. luck up your children. Hide your kids, hide your wives. Um, okay, so. Uh, feedback, obviously, there's a lot of feedback. I mean, most of the, I put it at the word out there today and said, look, you know, what do you want us to talk about? Or then Tall Hayden, at Tall Hayden on Twitter, came up with the idea of, you know, send us, you know, your your, your revelations and, you know, whatnot. So took that and run and we got a thousand more tweets based on that. So we'll, we'll hold them off from this section to the part we we're actually talking about, the 2014 season. Um, to get an email, though, from the mysterious at twill underscore twi- underscore twice twice twill underscore quotes have you ever done this before? they got an email address guess what the email address is 
Uh, Glenn is king at twill.com. No, that's that's another fucking Glenn Blakely wannabe. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, uh, twill, twill quotes at gmail.com. So they've actually got their own email address there. Set up for twill quotes. But anyway, he or she... Let's, let's be real it's probably he sent us an email and said good luck for 2014 from what I've seen I'm not the only one excited for the new season of Twill plenty of people with questions and requests so it's obviously someone stalking us as well, well I don't have any I've been thinking about this account and what to do with it this year it takes too long to type out all the gold you guys say <laughs> oh, stop it <laughs> because there's so much of it <laughs> Because I'm a shit typer. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, because there's not that much gold. One word a minute, 0% actually. And now that I have followers, I don't want to fill their timelines to the point where they unfollow, so I have a new idea. When I have a listen, I'll put the quotes up that really stand out, which, you know, you haven't solved your problem then. Why don't you just do a fucking transcript of the show, 140 characters at a time? Yeah, that, mean, wouldn't, really? that wouldn't be annoying at all. That wouldn't end up with zero followers at all. Everyone wants that. No. Uh, when I have a listen, I'll put the quotes up, quote, put up the quotes that really stand out. But if you can get people to tweet their favourite parts with hash T W I L Q, then I can retweet them and be able to compile compile the Twill Nation's favourite parts. Good luck. Talk to you soon at Twill underscore quotes. So I'm happy to run with that. I like that idea. So uh, if you want to tweet your favourite parts of the show to help out old Twill quotes, just put a hash T W I L. How do you know she's a she? You don't. Old. I old. didn't say old. You said old. Yeah, I know, but why does, why does that mean as a she? I don't know. I like to envisage her as a, you know. Because only women grow old, is that what you're saying? An early 20-something <laughs> redhead. Redhead. With breasts like the ones you just showed me earlier. We'll Not get, your own. <laughs> we'll, 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 get to get, we'll get to that. That's my revelation of the 2014 season, quite frankly. Um, so, yeah, hash T-W-I-L-Q. And that'll make it a lot easier and uh, for old mate and uh, old duck, as the case may be. Young Duck, whatever. <laughs> and everybody else as well. So... Let's uh let's move on to some news and now I didn't really organise a bunch of news because much because like there isn't any. Well much like the day of an origin match or much like the week leading up to a grand final, the news is all very you know, if it's not injuries or just ridiculous speculation, then it tends to be something along the lines of, you know, just like a human interest story about how player X or coach Y train seeks, the house down. Train the house down, seeking redemption, pumped to have a big year against Picking their former like club. Balls. Yeah, exactly. So I guess we left off at the World Cup. Do you have any thoughts on the World Cup and how uh, you know it all went down and etc.? Oh, I was impressed with uh, America's performance. Thought that brought um, a little bit of extra interest. I was dis- I was disgusted with America's performance. Well, I was disgusted that they left out members of the Pope family. Bit of a schism there in American rugby league. There was, and I'm not going to pretend to be across it. You know what what was involved, but it was clearly like a, it wasn't like a Super League thing, but there was clearly like different affiliated clubs affiliated into sort of two different comps and only one of them was, you know, used as, you know, the official... But I mean, considering this guy's your fucking captain, though. Yeah. <laughs> through all the lead-ups and actually was instrumental in actually qualifying you for the, for the said tournament. And had an awesome name. Yeah, and an awesome brother's name and entire family tree, as we discussed. I mean, you know, the merchandising opportunities alone... <laughs> We're just lost. I mean, it's probably going to bankrupt the the United States shop. Rugby League, you know. 
But yeah, so I, I, I think it was great. And I mean, it was funny, the Wiggles thing that they did, you know, with the Mount yeah. Rushmore thing with Joseph yeah. Paulo and everything like that. That was pretty funny. But uh, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, the result ended up as expected. Um, they fucking slaughtered when it mattered. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, I, I was pretty happy with how it all panned out. I, I don't know the ratings numbers. I don't know the crowd attendance figures or anything like that. But Tennises didn't look too bad for the most part. Yeah. How about the fields, though? <laughs> Was it was it the final or was it the semi final? We're playing a game like when when fucking Brett Morris has gone to score that try and immediately after the dead ball line there was like a plummeting, yeah. <laughs> that just plummeted, just plummeted straight into the bottom of the fence. That was exciting. I mean, I think they probably should implement that for more games. <laughs> or maybe have big fields. Teach them all, yeah. Teach these wingers some fucking respect. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Billy Slater? He'd be out most of the year if they if they implemented that sort of policy. I mean, it's a win win for rugby league, isn't it? Well, he'd flying fucking jump kick the grate, wouldn't he? He'd kick, he'd flying kick the grate out for eight weeks. Well, yeah, instead of putting his foot through someone's face, he'd put them through their face and then put their entire head through the <laughs> fucking hoarding. <laughs> so yeah, no, well, then he'd be in jail. I mean, at least you don't have to. Look, it's, I, it's less work for the groundsman to have to hose Billy Slater's victims off the field. Yeah, and you think at some point charges would be laid, and you know that's win-win again. Oh, <laughs> we could talk about this all night. Great day. Exactly. I mean, look, I thought in that game, and this is the thing, it was that long ago, and, and you know, Alzheimer's, that I can't even remember. Was it, the, it wasn't the final. Was it the final? Was it the... Mate, this is first week back from a, a fairly strenuous off-season. You can't, you can't expect me to think. Yeah, training the house down. But, um, yeah, I thought it was quite exciting, though. <laughs> I, think it was a, I think it was the final. I think, I think the, uh, the, you know, Manu or someone got axed as well. <laughs> but yeah, that was good times. Um, but you know, inevitably Australia won. I mean, Kiwis obviously had you know very lippy in the lead up to it, and now they they don't have the single thing that they had over the Australian rugby league side. Mm. You know, fans of, of rugby league that reside in New Zealand and support New Zealand, they've lost the only thing they have to lord over Australian rugby league fans now. So fucking suck on that, and uh, we might be hearing shit out of you for fucking. Again, presumably. Oh, look, I, I think that they'll probably just do what most Kiwis do and just move to Australia and become Australian. And have the last laugh by leeching our tax dollars in the form of doll. Exactly right. Fucking shiftless Kiwis. Because they are talentless hacks. Okay, uh, the Nines. Obviously a new concept. This year, at least, replacing the All-Stars weekend concept. This one's over in New Zealand. Hi to our friends in New Zealand. We love you guys and appreciate you <laughs> You guys are great. Thanks for supporting the Nines. <laughs> Um, we love you, bros. I thought the nines was okay. That was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It would have been nice. It would have been good to go there. I would have enjoyed yeah, it more I, if I was there. I but, said um, to Nicklin that um, might organise a trip next year, not yeah. involving her or the children. <laughs> so just, just us, really. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I'd like to go to New Zealand. Oh, sorry, I left that bit out. You're not coming. Um, um, well, yes, right. We're going to have a major problem. <laughs> yeah. You may have a major problem, but I'll be in another country. <laughs> um, I like the concept. Uh, oh, I think it was well received. Um, yeah. Despite Nicklin trying to bag it, we look. There's no one there. There's no. One, I said it's fucking ten in the morning, eleven yeah. in the morning, and they got a whole day of stuff to watch. And the know. Warriors don't come on till the afternoon. No one. Yeah. I mean, they don't even know rugby league exists outside the Warriors. Let's I saw something before. about it, it being pitched to Dubai. I think that's that's pretty good. There's money over there. Imagine the money There's that could funnel into. A lot of money over there. It'd be hot as fuck to, to play over there, though. Let me oh, tell you. They just build an indoor stadium, wouldn't they? Aircon. Yeah, air conditioner, maybe. They just build a purpose-built stadium. Spend a billion dollars to, to house it over there. They've That's got what stadiums. the bites do. They've got stadiums over there. I'm just not sure about the um the closed nature of them. They must have to have closed stadiums over there. I just keep thinking back to Abu Dhabi when the UFC had that UFC there. Yeah, you and keep the like, fucking sand out if it's not closed off. 
Yeah, but I'm, just, I'm thinking back to Abu Dhabi when UFC had that, you know, with Anderson Silva versus Demi Maia there, and that was the open, the end thing, like, that's, really? with you know, the, the sport of mixed martial arts. That sounds you, impoverished. You think they'd want to have it so that it was air-conditioned so it wouldn't be hot as fuck, and they, you know, because the fighters were, you know, just sweating like, you know, sweating like pigs, and, you know, so, yeah. Jesus. So um, I, would, I would expect that was that was a couple of years ago there, and maybe because of that, they've gone through and put a roof on that stadium in Abu Dhabi, and Abu Dhabi's actually where shit's happening more these days anyway, because Dubai's running oh, out of cash. Maybe alternate. So they put in Abu Dhabi instead. I, think. I reckon if you go Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and then Blacktown, I think well, yeah. the three hotspots, you know, economic hotspots. Maybe, maybe, maybe Beijing after Blacktown. Yeah, Beijing would be right. But I mean, yeah, it's because, you know, because the Emirates are, are shitholes. Apart from, like, the spectacular malls and, and fucking buildings and, and hotels, everything other than that is shithole. Mm. So, Jamie Sow would be a fucking hit over there. <sighs> would he what? They'd be like, wait, just in case we need some more sand, we can mine it out of his vagina. Exactly. There's plenty of it in there. Send Fergie Ferg over there too, based on tonight's So, what are your episode. thoughts on Blacktown as a, as a venue? Oh, spectacular. Far better than Auckland. No, I don't care. Really? Just let, let, let the Kiwis have something. Like that workers' club would be a hotspot after the games. Yeah, no. Fergie Ferg. He's being refused entry. <laughs> Bowling <to> 300. <laughs> and the balloons come down from the roof. But he can't pick them up because his fingers are otherwise occupied. <laughs> She's fucking, fucking sparing, sparing it up the whole time. Oh, dear. That's what that's what he should that's what that's what he should do now for his thing like that's, that's that what should be thing. his nickname strike when he's <laughs> when he's going out with his mates you know when he's going out with his mates he's going hey fellas we go out have a couple of drinks fucking pick up a few spares if you know what I'm saying <laughs> two games shoe high hot dog and a coke <sighs> get turkey or two <laughs> fucking terrible so yeah um. No, back to the nines, which we fucking departed from a good five minutes ago. Uh, I, th- I thought it was it's pretty pretty entertaining. I mean, like, I think it'll be better as the years go on because the the teams will be able to train specifically for them, and they'll have a have a better idea of what you know what they need to do. Because I mean, you had some teams like Dragons look fucking clueless. <laughs> like, well, I mean, Manly weren't that great either, even well, though they were the only team that beat the actual eventual winner. So they are the linear champions of the nines. But still, <laughs> fucking. I was waiting for it. Um, but can I just say, I mean, it wouldn't matter how much the Dragons practiced the nines format or rugby league in general, they'd still be clueless. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Probably a bad example. The Tigers weren't, weren't great and they're supposed Hang to be an attacking sec. team. You know, what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying? Hang on a sec, mate. The the whole theory that the Tigers are this attacking powerhouse is, is perpetrated still by true. Glenn, perpetrated is. by Glenn Blakely on this week in league. <laughs> it's <laughs> ESG, still true, 2010. Mate, it's just all fine-tuning. It's just they were just fine tuning their game, giving the kids a bit of a run. It's uh, mate, we just treated it, uh, treated it as you know, as as a bit of fun. We supported it. We sent some, we sent most of our best players, unlike some other clubs. I don't want to say too much, but uh, mainly Storm, <laughs> the Storm fucking send nobody. They, they didn't, they didn't give a fuck. They don't care. They sent Billy Slater's cousin, who's yeah. also a grub. Yeah, as yeah. I found out. Yep. Um. Yeah, look, the Tigers just uh, used a bit of a warm-up. I think it was good. Gave the kids a bit of a run and had a bit of fun. And, you know, who doesn't want to go to Auckland in the middle of fucking summer? No, it's not it's going to be hot over it's there. Um, the answer is fucking no one. Who injuries. wants to go to New Zealand at the best of times? No. The one downside, no one. well, you know, Australians can go over there and fucking lord it up with their dollar that's worth like $3 New Zealand. Buy, yeah. buy, you know, stock up on fucking sheepskin and... 
and so and, let's go to Bali. No, pa- we'll get more for a dollar in New and, Zealand. And, and, and power and fucking what else do they have over in New Zealand? <laughs> L and P. <laughs> what are those fish lollies? Do they have that? Uh, Isn't that? I saw that in oh, some oh, fucking oh, New Zealand oh, part oh, of oh, the supermarket. Oh, like oh, chocolate covered marshmallow fish. This or something? is what New Zealand is known for: Benji Marshall and fish lollies. Well, fucking kudos to you as a country. <laughs> Oh, that's that clicking sound is fucking <laughs> people. The sound of sound of a million pop guns is like I a. You can bring it on on bulletproof. It's like it's like a hundredth of our audience clicking to stop button as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> now the downside on the nines, though, apart from being in New Zealand, um, injuries. Injuries, bro. Fucking people, teams were decimated, gutted with injuries. Well, actually, my team didn't go too bad with injuries, but how'd you guys go? Couple of little niggly little things, but. I mean, the the story of the Nines for the West Tigers was James Tedesco. I mean, possibly man of the tournament. He did that one thing that Should time. Should have won the um, <laughs> the Dickie S's. Should have won the Dickie S medal, but uh, clearly didn't. Uh, I saw Beaver murder Lachlan Coote, put him out for a whole year, probably end his career. He'll be in England next year, 100%. Well, Beaver's fucking... I mean, he wasn't known. He wasn't known for like for murdering people, but he just—he's just straight up going. I'll show these motherfuckers who's who's ready for another tour of the NRL. Give these boom. Give these bitches a taste of nineteen ninety. <laughs> Snap kick, Lucky Coo, right, <laughs> right up in his That's grill. How he used to do it in nineteen eighty six, Lachlan. Get yeah, exactly. Up. I mean, you know, if you get axed by Men- Menzies, you've got to question your ball running. Like, I mean, like he'll cut you down in a beautiful textbook tackle. And it'll be a thing of beauty to behold, like, you know, from a bygone era when players didn't have to go ball and all, and they just cut the legs out. That's the sort of tackle of Menzies. If you get axed by Menzies, as if he was like Trevor Gilmeister, <laughs> then you got to know, you got no business running to ball in professional football. <laughs> you fucking tampon. <laughs> Sorry, Lockie. I was just about to say, you are addressing Lachlan I went, personally. I went pretty harsh. <laughs> Sorry, I was having too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your couch, Lucky. Um, now, Lottie Takiri. I just want to briefly touch on him for two reasons. One, he's playing for the Rabbitohs now. He is. Or slash the North Sydney Bears reserve grade. Did you see the one game where Lottie and Joel Reddy both scored tries in the same game? Yeah, I know. I was like, what the, what the fuck is this? That's Tigers in decline at his best. <laughs> I'm like, not once did I see that the entire season last season. <laughs> I, um, you know what I did say? I saw he's fucking trying to stop the opposition scoring tries and failing fucking miserably, both of you. Yeah, par for the course of both of them. Uh, look, I wish Lottie all the best. Some of your off-field alleged indiscretions, uh, probably not a big fan of, but uh, look, he was he was a great ambassador. How, 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 how alleged is it? I mean, it seems pretty much an accepted that he was banging that chick out of Big Brother over it's, there. It's alleged, Nathan. He shacked up with Allegedly. her and then he, he shacked up with her and forgotten forgotten one. You know, he he probably told her all about his lack of ability to score hat tricks. <laughs> but one fact he did omit was the fact he's married <laughs> and wife's over in Australia with children. Yeah. But anyway, back to the on-field business. Yeah. Um, it was great to see him diving over the trial line. A feat that is, is was seen all too infrequently in the last season or so. At the yeah, Tigers. I felt like I was in Back to the Future or something. Truth be told about Lottie Takiri, and I, I did talk the man up, in case you've never listened to the show, I, I probably did talk go back, him up. Go back to episode one. I mean, there was a song and everything. <laughs> there really was. <laughs> the, 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 very, song. the very first song and everything. Um, and But really, that first game, that first game where he got off the plane pretty much wheeled his little fucking luggage cart <laughs> off the plane into 
the Sydney Football Stadium and uh, and scored that miraculous try against Manly. Though. If if he did nothing else the rest of his time at the West Tigers, and he pretty much didn't. That's right, he didn't. <laughs> uh, I, I was still a happy man. No hat-trick, so. If he yeah. scores a hat-trick for South, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. I mean... It, you can replay that as okay. I kill myself. You know, if he would imagine if he scored a hat-trick against Tigers for South. I'll kill myself twice. <laughs> That's pretty much like, yeah, I mean... You want to throw yourself into a wood chip and make sure there's no possibility that they fucking could piece you back together after that. We need to make a pact. I'll kill myself. I'll do the I'll do the deed, but you really need to take me out into your driveway and just reverse it over me and drive over me until the kid just hose me down the driveway. I'll put you through a wood chipper. I'll make sure you do oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, nice, sweet. Then I'll wash you down the drain somewhere. Jesus fucking cross you've thought about that a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> just think, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I want to, yeah. I just want to do a good job. <laughs> now, um, that's enough of Lottie. Um, Blake Ferguson, obviously, uh, it happened through the year. It happened around, uh, what, when did they actually, when did he actually do the bowling ball thing? That wasn't, because he got, he got, was kicked. it origin time? Origin time, he, he got, he, he got punted for, um, for drinking, didn't he? Or, did it, or was it actually, or it actually was the, the bowling oh, ball thing? Oh, that was so 2013. I, I know, I know. I mean, and since then, he, uh, he, well, to bring it in, in tandem with Russell Packer, who smashed a guy? Mm. Apparently, the guy's out, and he's like, you know, kicking him or stomping him when he's out. Like, a fucking absolute animal dog act. Deserved everything he got too. Just quite. Got a yeah. Got, got Russell, not his victim. Yeah, just... Got a heavy, heavy fucking sentence. Then you see Blake Ferguson. He walks. I mean, he gets like a you know like a suspended sentence or whatever. Yeah. But I thought they were going to Which go I wasn't heavy. expecting. I thought they would have went harder on him. But. Yeah, I would have thought so too. And um, the reason why we bring him up again is because um, just today, the team lists have come out for the for the games, um, and and he was lamenting his uh, his situation on uh, on Twitter. I mean, the dude the dude just can't fucking he can't be stopped. He can't shut up. And his tweets were he had two tweets in a row, and they were um. I just wish I could see into the future and know if I'm going to play the game which made me happy ever again. Suck when other people can have your future right in there. I'm not going to fucking go into the grammar of this, but it's, it, trust me, it's been typed by a retard. Trust me, it's right fucking in, Right in their hands and you cannot do anything about it. Anyway, I'm going to still be Blake Ferguson regardless. Love me or hate me. Or love or hate me. Uh, at the time, it had a, uh, several retweets. Not many. Certainly nothing like the Ellen at the Oscars thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's like two point seven million counting. This fuck six got fifteen across the two tweets. Fifteen million. Nineteen favourites. Fifteen retweets. So people are on the downloaders going, "Yeah, I'll fucking stroke Fergie Ferg. I'll hit the favourite button so he knows I don't care." Really? <laughs> I'm not going to retweet it because I don't want to endorse his knob. What, did Anthony Mundine just favourite it nineteen times? <laughs> I don't know. It's a screenshot that we were sent. So uh, someone prudently took a screenshot, expecting that it would be deleted by now. I'm not sure if it is or not, but I, I don't think so. I don't think he's happy to leave it there and take what comes his way. Yes. Well. Did you... Um, what about your response? My response was something along the lines of, uh, Blake, it's not a matter of... The, the issue isn't your fate in someone else's hands. The issue is more your hands on a stranger's vagina. <laughs> and uh, you've probably seen it. being retweeted 2.7 million times. And the saddest part, the saddest story of this evening is when you told me about, your, about having replied mm-hmm. to Blake's tweet. Mm-hmm. I basically 
said, I would have replied with X, Y, and Z, which was almost word for almost word. Almost word for word. Yeah, when I was thinking about what I said, you said what you had said, and it was almost word for word. Because, but let's, but let's face it, the Fergie Ferg stuff, it, it, it writes itself anyway. I mean, let's face it. It's easy material. Well, I mean, you know. It's not our A game. We may, we may, we may have been, yeah, it's low-hanging fruit. I mean, we, we may have been, you know, amongst amongst the first, you know, especially, we, uh, yeah, we, we, we possibly pioneered the use of picking up like a bowling ball. As a, yeah, as, I've, as got a give you for it. I've got to give you credit for that. But, um, I, I have used it plenty of times. Yeah, as a show, I think we not we, as a pickup block yeah. tool because I'm married. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, I've never used it in a club. I'm just saying I've used that particular line. What about if you thought it was a chick that you humorous response what, from what, what, But what if you thought it was like you know a chick that you you actually been making out with earlier in the night? Um, I'm married, and that what if it was your wife actually, and you thought it was your wife? If I thought it was my wife, yeah. Um, well, if she wasn't like pushing me away because she's like 14 months pregnant, um, and she's yeah, assuming she wasn't pregnant at the time, it's like oh, a year geez, from now. It's a lot to think about, Nathan. No, there's not. The answer is no, you don't do it. You can see what you're all you're doing, all this thinking just means you're the biggest fucking sex pest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know why that should surprise anyone. You just got lawyered then, son. <laughs> Wilted under cross-examination. Oh, please don't get Nicklin on the phone. She'll tell me all the times I tried to pick it up like a fucking bowling ball. <laughs> now, I've got some, uh, some news stories to this, a couple. That I just wanted to... I'm not even going to talk about read the stories. I'm just going to tell you the headline and get your thoughts. Peter Wallace <laughs> to model his captaincy on Darren Lockyer. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you're going to model your captaincy on... on anyone, you'd probably want to go in against one of the greatest and most successful captains in the history of rugby league. My real issue with Peter Wallace is that he has any captaincy to model anything after. He states that uh, I always thought I had leadership qualities. It was always a bit of a dream to captain a team. I feel pretty lucky that it's come true. You have leadership qualities or you don't. I would then, my response to that would be, you have talent or you don't. And Darren Lockyer did have talent. Peter Wallace... Don't. <laughs> I think you're being a bit hard on. Really? Ewald. You, with the son that supports the Broncos and being a fucking season ticket holder to Suncorp Stadium, mm. you got to see firsthand the aimless fucking headless chookery that that rang in a attack. That rang a in attack, man. Oh yeah, because in defence he was fucking coat hangering people and shit and getting penalties he, against him. Oh, I think he's actually a good ta- a good defender, Peter Wallace. I also think he was playing out of position. I think it's a little bit harsh. Should have been playing on the bench. Or maybe maybe you switch jets. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't think Peter Wallace, I think Penrith probably suits Peter Wallace a bit more. I don't think he should be captain. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> it's a low quality side with low expectations of quality from their players. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, Penrith's already got a ready-made scapegoat in Jamie Sout. Yeah, and that's Peter true. Wallace can do no wrong. That's true. If the halves don't fire, it can't be his fault. That's right. Jamie Soward is going to be like Luke Walsh only with more of a sandy vagina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only more reasons not to like him other than the fact that it's shit play. Yep, yep. yep He's agree. also a cock. Yep. Allegedly. It's true. Can't argue with that. Nothing alleged about that. That's fact. That is a fact. That's real talk. Um, Next headline? Yeah. Oh, this one this is actually not a headline because I didn't copy the headline. But I just wanted to... I didn't want to vent, but I mean, I just wanted to some, you know, dispense some real talk on the subject. Jason King... Shoulder injury, ruled out of the first game of the season. At what point do you say 
Kingy, you're a fucking lovely bloke. You need to go on a holiday he's a lo- to the farm. He, he's a lovely, he's a lovely guy. But how much fucking salary cap has this motherfucker eaten up over the past three or four years? Ah, uh, look, oh, didn't play last year injured, at all, mate. barely. People get injured. You just need to. If you're a real, if you're an, a real fan of your team, you got to take <sighs> injuries, mate. And even if it happens to the same bloke every fucking season. <laughs> for a season. <laughs> for a season. If he's out for more than the first... Oh, seriously. It's only one game, mate. Just calm it down. A bit light on the prop rotation this year, aren't you, mate? You could afford... You could have, what he's being paid, you could have afforded to keep Brent Kite and fucking uh, the other... And sign Aaron Woods. And, 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 oh, no, fuck him. That, he's another one. His knees will blow out too. He won't oh, be anywhere either. Dude's got suspect knees and he's only like 14 years old or something. We'll he's young as shit. son. Um... But yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you worried about Jason King. You worry about King size. King size fucking injury. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. I just, I just want them to fucking uh, cut him loose. Axed. He's a lawyer. He'll he's be, got a future. He'll be the next one in fucking Penrith. It's not like he's going to be a fucking. It's not like he's a, you know one of these Western suburbs you know team players that you know he's he's going to be digging ditches or you know trying to fucking box or something after his career's washed up. He's got a brain. He's a lawyer. He's got a position. You know, he, he's got a future in administration at, at the at the Seagulls Club, no doubt about it. Provided he's not fucking sick with the Are sore shoulder. Are you calling for Jason King's retirement? A yeah. man that served your club for so many years so well. Premiership winner. <laughs> Premiership winning prop. Time waits for no the man. Club. Oh, and this I wish is and, and and you know disgrace. what and, and you know what? I I I commend this him on his servants. Is, this is terrible. And I and I and I wish him the best in his future service to the club in a more administrative capacity. Oh, look, I, I don't think I've ever been more disappointed in someone than I am in you right now. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, we're not lying to properly rotation. Just that's just, that's just fucking dumb motherfuckers. But we'll get to that. Um, Terry Hill. I don't know if you heard about this one. I heard that something happened, but I didn't. Oh, I'd love to know what he said. This is all I know. This is this is what the news article says. Obviously, they're not going to you know, talk about it. You know specifically what he said. It says a former NRL tall and say he's fucking some bloke in there. <laughs> he's dead shit fucking some bloke. <laughs> Former NRL star Terry Hill is unlikely to be invited to any future West Tigers functions after disgracing himself at the club's season launch. So think of it. he made a number of grubby and inappropriate I think he remarks. Insisted on playing a highlights package of his time at the West Tigers, and that was enough to disgrace him. It's, he made a number of grubby and inappropriate remarks about former players, sex, brothels, and a sponsor while being interviewed as part of a panel of celebrities. More than two hundred, many of them women, attended the function on Tuesday night at the upmarket Deckhouse Restaurant. In Woolwich. Some of the things he was saying wouldn't have even been appropriate at an all blokes function, said one of the guests. Uh, then I can't remember where I got this article from, but they said they asked Grant Mayer if he'd be invited back to future club functions, and Mayer said it would be very hard to justify having him back. Unfortunately, he said things were inappropriate for the audience and it was very disappointing. Rugby League has moved on from years gone by. As a club, we're trying to lift the standards in what we present to our sponsors and our members. This was a function for players, sponsors, and their partners, and what happened won't be tolerated as we move forward. After he'd spoken, he and a former teammate exchanged heated words about his comments. No comment from the Hill Camp. <laughs> I would love for someone to fucking reveal the, you know, the content. I mean, when of what Terry wants on. to talk about sex, I mean, people normally back in the day, when Terry talks about sex, people listen. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like they wish they didn't this time. <laughs> I tell, I'm sure. The last time I did a Terry Hill impersonation, I told you the story about the trade show with oh. fucking Kanga Loaders or Kanga Loaders or Dingo Loaders. Kanga. Kanga Loaders had to stand across from us. Okay. 
And Terry Hill must they must fucking low ball. Yeah. Low ball endorsement. Yeah. But um they obviously got Terry Hill to do a bit of a video for them. Okay. So this fucking trade show went for four days. And you're listening to this shit I on had loop. Terry Hill on loop on their fucking plasma screen for four fucking days. Yeah. I wanted to kill myself. So how'd it go? How's he picture Kangas? Oh, I can't remember what he was saying. It's just, it's all white noise. Yeah. But it's Terry Hill's voice. <laughs> fucking Jesus. I'm like, get me out of here. And I, because I was enlisted with basically driving the whole trade show and organising everything, so I yeah. had a man to stand for the four days. Yeah. And people were coming in. It was oh, You couldn't yeah, hire I'm, chicks with, I'm, you know, tits and... No, well, that was high on my agenda, but unfortunately, uh, that was knocked on the head. Okay. But... Uh, we had people come in, you know, from the other divisions of the company doing two-hour stints, and they're like, oh, fucking, I've got to go. Can't deal I'm with Terry Hill. Terry Hill. I can't fucking deal with I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going to be doing it for 10 hours a day for three days straight now. Anyway, Terry Hill. So that's Getting why you weren't... to endorse your product, you so, need to have a long, hard look at yourself. So that is why you weren't at the West Tigers function. That's well, I wasn't invited. <laughs> that, and I wasn't invited were the two main factors. Okay, so here's another headline. Newcastle Knights skipper Kurt Gidley to bring Razzle Dazzle to hooking roll. Off the field? No, no. He's been given the nine, and so he's going to show creativity and Razzle Dazzle in the role. I'm, I'm perplexed, Nathan. I'm perplexed that Kurt Gidley he knows, knows what Razzle Dazzle... He's obviously watching West Tigers highlights. He's watched Benji Marshall at his best. He's watched Robbie Farah dominate from the hooking position and, and wants to replicate that. But the man doesn't have any talent for rugby league. Let me just stop you right there and say, don't... don't who's, who the fuck is Benji Marshall? This is a fucking rugby league podcast, son. Stop living in the past. I'm just saying, renowned for Razzle Dazzle... First name I'll come up with. Benchy Marshall, too, Benchy actually, Marshall. if he can even get that far. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got more in common with Kurt Gidley than you fucking give him credit for. Yeah, true. But, I mean, you know, he plays. He doesn't play for a shit team. He plays for a shit sport. Well, that is true. A shit team playing a shit sport. Yeah. Anyway, let me use Robbie Farrah as an example. Please, uh, please do. Kurt Gidley, make a failed restaurant. How about that? Burn your schnitzel. How fucking dare you? <laughs> How dare you? A little Aussie battler trying to live the Australian dream. I mean, you can lose a game for New South Wales. You've been there, done that. But, I mean, you know, you haven't fucking burned a schnitzel publicly. How many times Kurt Gidley made 65 fucking tackles for New South Wales origin side? How many? That's right. Fucking none. Kurt Gidley fucking razzle-dazzle. How many times fucking Kurt Gidley had the ball in his hands with a chance to win the win the series on two possessions at the end of two consecutive series and fucking kicked it out into touch on the full or some dumb shit? Three. I dare say none. <laughs> Because he's been five. injured. Five. I think number's five. <laughs> like, if I'm Kurt Gidley, though... Stop saying Kurt Gidley. I don't want to talk about him. If, you, if you're Kurt Gidley, though, you don't say, I'm going to bring Razzle Dazzle to my fucking role in the hooker of the Newcastle Knights. What you're going to do is say, look, I've been disappointed with, you know, with recurring injuries over the past two to three seasons. Looking to have a strong season where I play all the games that don't get injured. <laughs> and then if I can get through that, I'll think about some, you know, alleged fucking razzle dazzle. You don't play razzle dazzle on two fuck knees. That's all I'm saying. It's hard to play razzle dazzle from the bench, too. That's right. 
you know. And who the fuck's he going to razzle dazzle with? Oh, I mean, he could probably, yeah, you know, he could razzle dazzle like he gets the oranges and he fucking and he carves the 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 skin off. Look at that! Like, made a little mini and, pumpkin and, out of this orange. Look at it, little, oh, and, little and, Halloween oh, you know, face. It's Kirk Gidley. I mean, what he does first is he just goes round and round and round, and he's like, look, it's like a monkey's tail. Look, it's like a little monkey. Look at that. Then he can go to things like jack o' lanterns and more advanced things. I mean, I'm just saying, get the fucking, <laughs> you know what. Kurt Gidley. Just make that little simple smiley face in an orange. Cut it into six wedges. Fucking show me that move first. No, cut it into four in half in half. Show me that move first. Then we'll move the fucking wedges of maybe six to eight wedges in orange. Then we'll think about peeling it. And and in the same vein, let's put that on the field. And Kurt, before we get to the razzle-dazzle, let's try and play a few consecutive games before yeah. you get to there. Precisely. After that, try and play some above average level football and then you know maybe in six or seven seasons time you might be able to get to the razzle dazzle you'll still yeah. be playing for Newcastle yeah. you'll yeah. be considered one of the younger members of the team I'm you, sure you're the, captain, you're, the, you're the captain of the side so let's first let's just try and get the let's master this captain from the bench thing well, let's because fucking, let's face it you've been let's breaking your, try and get our heads around how Kurt Giggley is the captain of any side you've been breaking your foot fucking captaining from the bench so let's just put let's perfect the captain from the bench thing then maybe I don't know Radical, I know. Let's try and captain from the field. Then, when you've got that, you know, they probably may break it down. Go through half a football without injury. And then, you know, we'll build on a couple of those. Ah, Kirk Gidley. The gift that keeps on giving. So, 2014 season preview time. This is the uh, ridiculous and, in some Factual. cases, in some cases, completely ass backwards predictions that we'll have to fucking answer for in the last episode of the season coming up at the end of the year. So, uh, you know, we have to make them great, as uh, we traditionally do. We uh, go from the bottom up. The team that finished in last place last season it was the Parramatta Eels. Where do you have the eels going? How do you think the eels? Oh, are look, going? I've got two lists here. Um, I did myself up a little bit of a list at home, and uh, Jackson got hold of it, and then took it to his mum, who was sitting mm-hmm. next to him on the couch. And they both laughed at certain parts of my list about where I had certain teams. We'll get to the Tigers next. They finished fifteenth. Sure. Can you believe they finished so low? I can't. I almost forgot they finished second last. No, I. I haven't forgotten that, and I use it as inspiration every day when I get up and open my eyes, and the first thing I think of, never again, never. <laughs> as if you've got, yeah. as if you've got some fucking <laughs> say in it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did. Uh, then they were the two of them because they're jerks. Everyone in my family, with the exception of my unborn child, is a jerk. They decided that they were going to write their own list. So what you say about jerk? What you call a jerk is basically just someone who disagrees with your opinion. Yes, Nathan, or, so, or should I say someone, jerk. or someone who call, someone you who, are a jerk, someone who calls bullshit on your no doubt prediction of the West Tigers winning a premiership. And uh, so I've got two lists here. One, my list, which is quite factual and uh, well researched, and then I have the Nicklin and Jackson list, which is quite ridiculous. And it is quite ridiculous. And written insert, by two in, jerks. Insert. It's ridiculous in certain areas. I do disagree with it uh, strongly in some areas. So, as for myself, um, I have the Eels finishing 11th on the season. Um, And we're talking finishing the regular season in these positions. Are we not? Yes, correct. Um, 
Nicklin Jackson have the Eels finishing stone motherless last. Yeah, that's all a bit... I think that's a bit harsh. Two, two spoons in a tr- on the trot. Or is it three? Is that hatchery spoons? It three, it'll be three, yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't... I actually think... Uh, look, you know, their playing roster has, has, has changed a little. But, I mean, you had a couple of things. Like, Jared Hayne was a fucking revelation in the World Cup. Mm. I mean, he's, he's found a, a rich vein of, vein of form that hopefully Not carries through. Not seen since 2009. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and um, and you know Corey Norman. I mean, yes, yes, not fantastic. Um, you know, Will Will Sandow managed to fight his way back into the side. You know, under the new regime. The main thing, though, for me is Brad Arthur is a very good defensive coach, and I think he'll at least try and get some structure in there that that had been ripped out under the Ricky Stewart regime, mm. and uh, and you know the temporary coach regime and stuff as well. Remember, they went well under Arthur for you know the half dozen games that they had him at the end of the season. Yep. Um, you know, the season before last. So. I think the the Eels, I think they've got enough attacking guys that if they actually, you know, can defend a bit. Remember the games where they just lost and, you know, where they got run down and yeah. things like that? They only needed to get another two two wins and they would have been in um in 15th place last season. So uh, it's it's not a stretch to think that they'll be able to at least get that with uh, Arthur at the, at the helm. And I think that the Eels, the, the way I've done my list is I've got four brackets of four teams and then the teams are ranked within those brackets as well. I've got Eels in the third bracket, so that would be, you know, finishing any, anywhere from... Uh, What's that? Fucking twelfth to ninth, and I've got him in the bottom of that. I mean, they're certainly bottom of that. So I think I guess that makes them twelfth for me. No, oh, so we're not far off. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how um, the Will Hopwadi comeback goes. I think when you look at their back line, you've got obviously Hayne at the back, um, and then you have Willie Tonga and Will Hopwadi in the halves. And Apparently, Willie Tonga looking good too. Which is strange. I mean, because he didn't look bad before he left the Cowboys, but he certainly disappeared into oblivion once he landed yeah, in Parramatta. New South Wales Cup there. Yeah, long, yeah. So obviously not a favourite of Ricky Stewart. Um, I just wonder, and we've I've given Corey Norman some stick for not really being that great a ball player, or not certainly from fullback, not really passing the ball. I consider Corey Norman quite a ball hog. Except that time, a, except that time. Remember when DJX playing gave us all those stats about yeah, all the offloads? Which I completely dismissed. <laughs> um, but if Corey Norman does become the ball player you would expect from a 5 and gives Willie Tonga and Will Hopawati the ball with a bit of room to move and Jared Hayne playing off the back of that, any, any space that they make for themselves, um, they could be quite exciting to watch. Para, I, um, and Nathan Peets as well uh, at hooker. Yep. Probably didn't get as great a run at South as what he might have with Isaac Luke there and uh, little, hopefully he might get a new lease on life as well, um, played some good footy at South, don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, new coach, um, you know, some new players, new environment. He might be the guy to to, uh, to kickstart their attack. So, yeah, yeah hopefully for Eels fans. She said long-suffering, poor bastards. Very long-suffering. I don't say poor bastards because, you know, it's the Eels and, you know, they, they, they kind of got it coming. Yeah, but, but they've got some, you know, they've got some, I've got a soft spot for para. I've got a soft spot for para fans. Yeah, it's out the got, back of my ranch, under in a fucking swamp where I keep the bodies. <laughs> yeah, I've got a soft, I've got a soft spot for Parramatta in as far as the, they didn't they didn't join Super League, and that's where it ends. Um, which means I guess they're, they're you know outside of my eight most hated sites. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we've got what are you said were you eleventh were you eleventh eleventh and twelfth, and uh, Stone Mother's last on the ignorance list. Okay, fifteenth last season, the West Tigers. Yes. They declined like a motherfucker. It was almost like the hashtag brought the reality in. Yes. Oh, look, 
last year it was one to forget um, for, for a number of reasons, but uh, it was one to remember for, for one reason, and that was the game against the Georgia Lawara, where a mm. young, up-and-coming superstar, you know, just looking for a break. Two teams with Little Aussie Battler for. trying to make his way in a tough, harsh world. Luke Brooks set the NRL alight. 80 minutes. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I know that not just Tigers fans, but not just rugby league fans, but human beings in general said to themselves that day, they said, geez, I can't wait for 2014 to watch him run around every week. I can't. I just can't wait. Thanks I've never watched rugby this. league before today. But now that I've watched it, I've watched this little Aussie battler run around and carve up this shit football team called St. George. <laughs> I'm a fucking convert. Yeah. And for that reason, I think Luke Brooks will, uh, you know, he'll follow Robbie Farah's lead. And he'll lead this team of destiny <sighs> back to their rightful place into the finals from fourth spot. The rightful place of the West Tigers is tantalisingly one win out of the eight. <laughs> Anything above that is an aberration, as is all this recent, you know, 15th stuff. That's an aberration too. But the rightful place of the West Tigers is... is out of the eight on four against the Heartbreaking laces yeah, and losses yeah. which sees plummet out of the eight. Exactly. Tonight's spot. Um, look, it's a big year for the Tigers. There's a lot of young kids. Um, as always, um, injuries will play their part. Uh, or hopefully, lack thereof will play mm-hmm. a, a positive part on their season. They've, they've had a bit of a rough run over the last couple, last couple of seasons. Um, and, you know, the coaching change, the, the poor form... Um, of certain players that shall never be named again on this podcast. Um, but when you look at their side, they've got the potential to be very, very entertaining. Uh, Pat Richards comes in onto the wing, um, was killing it in England, just absolutely killing it over there. And um, I mean, he won the equivalent of the Dally M on the wing. I mean, you've got to be a fucking special player to be doing that. Um, I'm rolling my eyes. Nofaluma, Corribetti, Simona, Brooks... Mitchell Moses may be coming on later in the season, if not next year. Um, the future's bright for the West Tigers. I think Michael Potter has the opportunity now to put, really put his stamp on the club. Um, there was a bit of Tim Sheen's residual mess that he had to endure last season, and I think he's put paid to that. But they've bought fairly well. Um, obviously, I mentioned Richards. They've got Tapau. Uh, Corey Patterson, I think, will be a good clubman. Uh, Dean Halatau, who's unfortunately got injured. And uh, Blake Austin is another one I'm, I'm thinking. Um, defensively, he's got some issues. Don't get me wrong, but... Um, Let's not worry about him for now because he's playing for Rezies. He is, but I think once they, they see how Brooks handles it, I think if he really starts going really well um, and starts the season out strongly, I think that might find Braith coming off the bench or in, into the back row and, and put Austin in there. That's, that's my prediction, but... You know, I've made a bit of a habit over the years of picking the Tigers to, to win the comp and, and, you know, things saying things like undefeated and stuff like that. And, you know, I've, I'd like to say I've learnt my lesson. I'd like to say I've learnt my lesson. <laughs> but I'm not sure gonna, I have. You're going to say you've learnt your lesson, but you're going to prove that you haven't right about now, I can tell. <laughs> um, but, no, I think uh, they should start the season out strongly. They might shock a few people. There's a lot of people not expecting much from the Tigers, and I think they might hit the ground running with these young kids. Um I think the middle of the season is going to be very testing. Robbie's going to be, obviously, um, captain New South Wales uh, with a plum uh, to another series defeat, unfortunately. Um, you know, 
Brooks will be, you know, in the midst of his, his first full season. Uh, some of the younger kids, you know, just that, that middle part of the season where it becomes a real grind uh, will be tough for them. But I think they'll come home strong and and uh, surge into the top four with all the momentum, which, as we all know, is, is what the thing that wins competitions, the team with the momentum in the finals. I don't want to say too much. I'm not saying the West Tigers are going to win the competition. I'm just saying that the team with the momentum going into the finals wins the competition. And I'm so saying sorry, the West Tigers are going to be the team with the momentum going into the finals. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that West Tigers are going to win. Where are they actually finals. going to finish at the end of round 26? Fourth. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. All right. So, let's, you know. You should be fucking proud of me. What, I'm that proud. I brought some credibility to this podcast by I'm not saying sorry. they're going to win the cop undefeated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, you didn't say those words, but you still, you still implied that, <laughs> that, that they're going to win the comp, uh, maybe slightly defeated, but only after you <laughs> know, like only, game. only a handful of defeats, given that they're going to finish in fourth place. Uh, West Tigers uh, in my brackets, I have them in the fourth bracket, which oh, would be thirteen to sixteen. That. I don't have them last. I have them fifteenth again. Um, there are some other sides in that bracket, uh, and there's one in particular that I've got as a dead cert for um, my spoon. My um, my family, who's, uh, the more I read this, the more I just think, how are these people even related to me? They've got the Tigers in 15th. This is my own Fair family, enough. my own flesh and blood. Yeah. That's what oh. I've got them at too. They sound pretty smart. Fucking disgrace. <laughs> okay. I don't think I'll even go home tonight. I think I'll just fucking go and find a place of my own and move in there. All right. Uh, so- fuck it, I'll kick them out. <laughs> St. George Illawarra Dragons finished 14th on four and against. Didn't hear uh, about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Still haven't coughed up the two jerseys that I lost last year. Fuck, I should probably get around to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh so, you listening, Dave. I haven't forgotten you, buddy. You haven't told me which jersey you want. The one with the fucking red V or the one with the red V? <laughs> yeah, or the, or the, the Heritage Red V jersey or the Women in League jersey with Red V. <laughs> well, no, I doubt a pink one for that one. Um, okay, so yeah, St. George Illawarra Dragons finished 14th. Where do you have them finishing this season? Where have you got them finishing, mate? I have them finishing the bottom bracket, and I'm going to be perfectly honest, they're my stone motherless last wooden spooners this year. I, I think uh, I also have the Dragons finishing fucking a long way last. Yeah. A long way last. Last and with a bullet. I mean, if you pulled your gun out and shot a bullet <laughs> straight into the bottom of an ocean. <laughs> if you got the world's longest fucking drill and drilled... A fucking the deepest, darkest hole to the core of the earth yep. went down to the bottom of that and then shot a bullet down into there. That's how fucking far down the dragons are going to be. Yep, and then line shit up the bullet hole side, and drop a wooden spoon into that hole. But shit football, they've got one decent player in the entire club. The club's captained by Ben Cray. Uh, you know, they'll get their medicine in round one just like they did last time Luke Brooks graced the rugby league NRL field. And, um, you know, it, it's going to start out bad and it's going to get a whole lot fucking worse. Steve Price really gone by six. Gone me. by round six. Gone? Yep. The chin? First coach out. The chin? Yep. Gone. First first Sheenie. coach out. Then we'll have <laughs> then you'll have to deal with another season of Sheenius. <laughs> and you can choke on that too. Yeah, so I, 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 honestly, Dragons fans, I don't know why, why uh Glenn's so bitter at you guys, but I still I hundred percent agree oh, with everything. They're you all said. cocks to me. <laughs> Every single one of them. Yeah, so I'm, um, you know, a, a proud club uh, getting a uh, a proud distinction as getting a spoon, I would say. Um, and really, the only team that can challenge them for that spoon is West Tigers. So best of luck to both to- both sides. Do your worst. Uh, is it too early to stage a walkout? 
Thirteenth <laughs> last season. Oh, hang on, where's uh, the Dragons on? Well, they they can't be last on the other list. Where no. Are um, Nick and Jackson have the Dragons finishing eleventh. Clearly, they know nothing about rugby league. Yeah, a team that finished fourteenth last year and made no improvements to their side, pretty much. I mean, and you can't call like Whitap an improvement either, because uh, he unless they also had Cronk and uh, Slater and Smith <laughs> with him, <laughs> they're not getting anything out of him either. Uh, okay, so sorry, thirteenth last season, the Canberra Raiders. Where do you have the Canberra Raiders finishing this year? Remember one year where I um said that the Raiders were going to be the the big improvers. Yeah, that's every, that's every season, and, and it's never been true. And, predicted them to finish in exactly the same spot they'd finished the season. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that was last year. Yeah. Or maybe one spot up. Yeah. Um, I've got the Raiders finishing 13th. <laughs> 13th. So, okay, so I've got them finishing 14th on my list here. Like they're in my bottom bracket and yeah, now... Hopes the Raiders. My bottom, my bottom bracket can... Uh, the reason why I've got those four sides in the bottom bracket is because all four of them will challenge for the spoon. And we've revealed three of those four sides being uh, Canberra Raiders, West Tigers and St. George Illinois Dragons. Canberra Raiders are a side where I probably... Should have saved my comment that I just made about St. George or Dragons. Tough season, shit season, and have made no demonstrable improvements to their roster. Jesus Christ. At all. Where do you hit form on the season before you start pumping out those worlds, son? <laughs> Jesus. How am I supposed to compete with that? You would agree. You, you would wasn't agree with that. Long ago, I was busting out Hyperbowl. <laughs> You've got that. I don't even know how many silver. I can't count that high. That was one of the best fucking things ever to that hyperbole because it was like real. That was clearly a mistake. And their best player, their best player is not going to be there next year, and he knows it. Unless he, unless how's he going to go? Plus they got, plus they got Ricky Stewart. I mean, it's just. This side is just it's it's ripe for implosion. And that's from and that's that's we're talking about a side that implodes every year anyway once Cat Tear gets injured. Which happens every <laughs> Which year. Which happens every um, year. I don't know, it's a big test for Milford. He's a young kid, he's been through uh you know, two clubs wrestling over his future. Um, you know, is he gonna have his head on? He's got Ricky Stewart coaching, I mean that's no Prerequisite for success for a young kid. Oh, you just remind me of something too. He could be the he could be the next fucking Chris Sandow. This kid, yeah, yeah. Oh, I liked that. And then the Broncos are getting out with, end up with him. Fuck. Next, you and McGrady. Oh, now, wow. Yeah, tail disappeared to the bush somewhere. Now, I heard on Twitter, and uh, I didn't I didn't follow it up, so I'm not sure if it's a, a true story, but I heard whispers that uh, his Xbox console, including Halo, has been moved down to Canberra, <laughs> thereby nullifying. The homesickness excuse. Right. Being real though, no, his family moved down to Canberra. Okay. Thereby nullifying <laughs> the homesickness excuse. So do you think that Ricky could maybe convince him to renege on his deal? Oh. And what another piece to the puzzle that would be. Oh. You know, like Ricky, Ricky engineered him not going to the Broncos and everybody like, oh, Canberra would be like, oh, let's fucking make a statue. <laughs> Put it next to the Laurie Daly one. Super coach, best ever. He's great. We'll even cop that spoon he just won. Yeah, we came third last, but still, we got Milford still. <laughs> He's the first one to stop the player drain. Ah, <laughs> oh, Raiders, we laugh in your general direction. And where'd the Raiders exist on your family list? Uh, Raiders are ninth. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're no, not they're even not. close to ninth. That's ignorant. I should I say, like you, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to have a a, a family list uh, for this, but 
my son, your family cares about football. My, son, my son would just say manly, manly, they're going to win. And um, and he'd say something about the Broncos, you know, that are bad because, you know, he'd want to uh, irritate his uh, his grandfather. But other than that, and like my wife, I say, oh, you know, I can, I can always do like the hypothetical conversation. Okay, where do you think the Raiders are going to finish? Who fucking cares? It's sport. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty much, you know. Not not rugby league, not football, sport. <laughs> okay, so uh, we had the twelfth place team last season, the Brisbane Broncos. Wow, what a disappointing season for the Broncos! It was delicious. Possibly it was the most disappointing season in their history, or was it? I think it would have been. I yeah. don't think they've ever finished lower. I don't think so. Um, sadly, for some, I don't see the Broncos improving much at all. Um, I've got them finishing 14th. 14th? 14th. Oh, we've got there, 16, 15, 14. I've got them finishing 13th. So there we go, we're almost on there. They're in my last bracket, which means they are a team that is contender for the spoon. And I think they'll, they'll challenge hard for the spoon. I don't think they'll get the spoon. I think there's, there's enough experience and quality players in there to get past the Dragons, for sure. Depends, <laughs> on, the, depends on the youngsters. Like, uh, I don't think he's getting a chance this week. I could be wrong. Let me see. Not getting a chance this week in the halves, but young Nikarima. Now, I've been hearing about this kid for years because one of my brother's friends... He's only eight. How many years have you been hearing about him? uh, Ever since he was playing under sevens because he's my brother's friend's son. And And this kid has a brother as well that's meant to be also awesome as well so I've been hearing about oh yeah fucking Cody just got signed to you know got signed to the Broncos oh fucking Cody was like you know Australian schoolboys is and so I've been hearing about fucking Nicarima for at least five years about wow. how good this fucking kid is and finally you start seeing the name in the papers and you're like oh fucking well there you go they went bullshit <laughs> he actually has come good however he didn't crack the first grade side for this week um I think a big thing is how the Broncos fans are going to take to Ben Barber. I mean, they should take they should take to him the way that the Cowboys fans are taking to to Robert Louis, and you know, just generally the way that fans take to players that are you know reprehensible scum <laughs> and shouldn't be fucking licensed to play the game of rugby league by the NRL. <laughs> Don't really know what to say to that, but uh, look, of course, you know. It's, it's hard to explain to a kid that's six. It's hard to explain to him that when you're putting a list together that's going to be read out on the number one rugby league podcast on the planet, when you put a list together that it's going to appear <laughs> and you're putting it out there for the public record, you've got to make sure that you know what you're talking about. Much like I do with my list. Okay. I tried to explain. He's only six, though. Yeah. He's only six, and he's got the Broncos finishing eighth. He clearly didn't listen. Eighth, though, is like... That's... That mindset I appreciate because it's like he's, he realises that they're not the best team in the comp, not by a long stretch, but he's still got that hope that he just wants to slip them into the finals, just get them just in by the skin of their teeth. This That's the sort of mindset you should be taking with West Tigers predictions. It's funny you should say that because it's that very reasoning yeah. that has me taking Jackson to the doctor tomorrow to get a DNA test. Pretty sure he's not my kid. <laughs> So yeah, once again, we're pretty close on that. Um, he can also run fast and is very light on his feet. So where was also, it? So, so you had you, get that from me. you had them twelfth, did you? 
Broncos, 14th. 14th, sorry. Okay, so I was 13th. I knew we won a part. You. You're even more pessimistic. So, and so that actually, we revealed the teams in my last bracket now. Uh, I have Broncos, Raiders, West Tigers, and St. George Illawarra Dragons as the bottom four, and all challenging for the spoon at various times. Uh, 11th last season, and Jesus, rocks or diamonds. I mean, the first time I ever heard this fucking phrase was about players in their side years ago. <laughs> namely Manu Fatify for the most part <laughs> however the team then as a team they get that, that call as well the New Zealand Warriors and their coach by Matt Haley at Steel just oh, yeah. A, yeah did very well in the uh, in the nines I, I put money on them to win it yeah and I thought they looked for all money that they were going to but Cowboys got them in the end but um, potentially some great attacking potency, I think, for the Warriors. Um, Tompkins didn't look too bad in the nines with a bit of room to move. If only they can convince the NRL to force the other teams to only field nine players against them in defence. <laughs> That'll be unstoppable. I mean, some of the stuff Sean Johnson did in the nines. Yeah. We expected that from him, though. But I mean, like, fuck, the, the, the legend to watch. The legend, the legend of Sean Johnson and his touch football, this and that. I mean, that's, you know, we've been hearing it for ages, watching little things on YouTube. I mean, yeah. this is just custom made for him, the nines. Absolutely. I just It's just that consistency factor. And can Matt Elliott be a coach that delivers consistency? I don't think so. He's Consistently never, poor. Yeah, he's never really done it at any club he's been at before, yep. before he's been arsehole. So yep. um, they've got the players, no doubt about it whatsoever. They've got the players um, to put it together, but it's it all comes down to how they're coached. And I just don't think Matt Elliott's got it in him. Um, I think the Warriors will finish 10th and... Um, Nicklin and Jackson don't have many high hopes for the Warriors. They've got them finishing 14th. Um, they'll be exciting to watch at times, uh, mm-hmm. but I think when the season gets down to that grind, as I said about the West Tigers, um, I think they might be found wanting. They don't like the grind. They've never liked the grind, the no. Warriors. The, the Warriors are a far better example of uh, late-season momentum than the Tigers ever have been. I mean, you look at the Warriors, like 2011, case in point. Sure. I mean, they rolled their way through. There's not a single game Let's they should not live won. in the past, Nathan. No they one remembers what happened in 2011. <laughs> what I'm saying about the Warriors, though, they should they should never have won a game in that end that end run to get all the way to the grand final. I mean, for a real team, you know, put them down, took them behind the back shed, and fucking put a bullet in them like they should, like everyone else should have, like the West Tigers should have, you know, like Lottie should have, you know, instead of dropping the gun, fumbling it, shooting himself in the head. <laughs> I've got the Warriors. What Lottie did was, I mean, you have to be a special kind of person to understand. Lottie Takiri's style of play. You, you really do. And what Lottie did that night was 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 nothing short of spectacular. He attempted to pass the ball um, telepathically. And uh, he almost succeeded. It was only that Tim Moulton fucked it up. It cost us the game. So, um, you know, if you don't understand, if you don't really embrace the Lottie, you can't comment. <laughs> so I've got him at the top of my third bracket, which puts him in, I guess that makes him ninth. Outside of the eight, but, uh, you know. Jeez, we've, we've, pr- we, we've been fairly similar along the way. Eh? It's pretty strange, yeah. isn't it? Because we don't, we don't talk about these at all before. Except for I mean, times. This is, well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah reality and probably Manly. <laughs> I don't know where you've got Manly, but I guess we'll find out. Um, in a long time, because Manly are a top side, so we'll have to take I a while to get up I haven't revealed my 15th team yet. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, tenth. Last season, the Penrith Panthers. Had some good moments, put some streaks together, um, and then you know then they started getting flogged and stuff. I mean they put on some real good streaks. 
and, I like and what promising the science future. Oh yeah, five year plan. Well, yeah, the hash five year plan thing is a bit of a wank, but let's buy old people and Jamie Sauer. That'll fucking work a treat. <laughs> five year plan for bankruptcy. <laughs> five year plan to get exactly zero people through the fucking turnstiles. I mean, which you know, let's face it, they're on their way. I mean, they couldn't crack ten, could they? Five years <laughs> plan to make Penrith Beach with the sand out of Jamie's vagina and the tears of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your cable water ski park. We're making a bitch. <laughs> I like what they're doing. I like I like Peter Wallace at at, uh, at Penrith. I think it's it's a good fit. Not the most spectacular player, but I think uh, paired with an unspectacular club. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of the big plays, and this is going to sound funny, but I think a lot of the big plays are going to come down to Soward. I think you know his passing game, his kicking game, etc. A lot of that's going to be run through him, and they're looking for Wallace for a bit of a bit of direction and some solid defence. And when you look at the rest of their backline, Moylan's an exciting player. Um, Josh Mansour as well. David Simmons had a great year last year. They've bought Idris as well, which is another big signing. Um, Elijah Taylor, Sikamanu's back, McKendry, Tim Grant, and Kevin Kingston up front. They've got... They're checking a lot of boxes, Penrith. I think this might be a year too early for them, but they're definitely making, you know, going ahead in leaps and bounds as a club. I think on and off the field, and it's pretty impressive to watch. Um, I've got the Panthers finishing sixth. Sixth. Mm. Let's and, say uh, we're going to the Blakeleys have them finishing seventh. So it's one thing we probably weren't far off the mark on. I've got them in my third bracket, which means they're going to be finished from ninth to twelfth. And I've got them in 10th place. They're not going to get into the finals this year. Matt Moylan. I think he's got a big year ahead. They're two injuries away from a fucking spoon. Whoosh. <laughs> Maybe not that bad. But they're two injuries away from last year. You know, last year's yeah. performance again. So that's that's the thing. I mean, they have trouble keeping keeping players on the field. You know, buy who you want. But, you know. Yeah, I, I think Matt some Moylan, of these guys if, he old can, too. if he can bust out of the second year syndrome, I think, uh, you know... He's primed for a big season, and um, look at the Jamie Seward has the capacity. You know, as we saw with St George in 2010, he has the capacity um, to be part of a winning group. Um, but as we've seen every other year of Jamie Seward's career, he has the capacity to be quite a destructive influence um, in a non-winning group. So, take your pick, Panthers fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's been a lot of media around the Panthers. It has, and uh, yeah. I don't buy into that uh, as much as, uh, as some people do. I mean, there's always... I feel like Penrith are getting, you know, the buy-in that a team like the Raiders would traditionally get. You know what okay. I mean? And that shit doesn't come true. <laughs> Fairy tales don't happen, especially out west. Now, ninth last season. I can't believe they got so high up the ladder, to be perfectly honest with you. The Gold Coast Titans. Look, don't have high hopes for the Titans this year. Um, no, I think they're in for a tough year. Um, Again. It's probably, you know, only fitting that they have such small crowds because no one's really going to be able, able to stomach watching this. Um, Snuff it, films have a very specific <laughs> type of audience and a very small audience and cause, because no one wants to see teams just getting absolutely raped to death on the field. Teams are going to be uh, a lot more... Up to speed on on what Albert Kelly and Aiden Caesar can do. Um, I think 
they're going to be heavily marked. Um, Idris is not there. Their forwards are strong, as they have been for the last few years. Um, and then when you look at you know, guys like Taylor, Luke Bailey will probably come off the bench. But I just I think their halves might struggle under the pressure and the expectation. And then there was some times last year Idris started to hit some strong form and they, they fell into the trap of, of Chuck at the Idris and he was he was doing a pretty good job, but he's not there now. And they've got Brad Ty and Brad Takarangi. And uh, yeah. they ain't Jamal Idris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I'm just I've looking, got the Titans finishing 15th, actually. I'm looking over your over your shoulder here at this uh, at the, the big league, I believe it is. The quote I can see... Why did you have to mention I had the big league here? Everyone just thought, this cunt's a genius. Well, you've got your notes in front of you too. I mean, you've obviously done your pre- you know, you've done your preparation, but the interesting thing I like when people think I'm a genius it doesn't happen often. Is the big quote at the top in big block of letters? Uh, I believe it's John Cartwright from the picture there that's saying it. I assume they're attributing <laughs> yeah, to him. him. The quote is, "We're good enough to win the comp," and Fucking... that's a true indication of just how delusional the Gold Coast Titans are, and they deserve to finish. Last. And their fan base and their coach, who may well be uh, the second most, the second uh, off the rank for unemployment this season. Well, they, I think, the Neil Henry acquisition was telling. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think that's a that's a plan for the future. And and a plan for no more Cartwright. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I've got the Titans in my third bracket of four, and that makes them 9, 10, 11, 11th. So a slight decrease on uh, last season, and I think I've been more than fair and reasonable to them. I could have gone a lot harder. I've been fairly hard. If it yeah, wasn't for the Dragons, they'd be finishing last. last. Uh, 12th on uh, Jackson's list. Yeah, okay, so we're all you know, not in 100% agreement. We're all gonna, we all agree that they're going to plummet from uh, last season's lofty ninth. Uh, now we move into the teams to finish in the eight last season, and eighth place side was North Queensland Cowboys. Yeah, for some reason the 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 Cowboys aren't really on my radar. I don't. Um, I'm not really rating them this year. What? And it's probably because of the Robert Louis factor. I want to see them do bad. Yep. I don't want to see them win. Yep. And that's harsh because I'm a massive Thurston fan, but. Um, I just, I just can't see Robert Louis be successful. I, I don't want it. I can't have it. Um, hopefully the universe won't permit it. Hopefully the planets align and uh, he never wins anything for the rest of his life. Not even $2 on a scratchy. Meat um, tray. Not even a None meat tray. No meat trays at the Cowboys League's club. They'd be handing those out there, wouldn't they? You it's think so? Country town. Yeah. Meat trays would be fucking... be good quality meat oh, up there too, wouldn't it? They wouldn't do the meat tray thing though because they just assumed, I mean, like, no one would enter because, I mean, everyone's got like a fucking cow or two in their yard up there, don't they? Yeah, well, the pe- people ride cows at schools in North Queensland, don't they? Exactly, you just fucking carve on a fucking Bessie then. You see fucking yeah, hair complaining the kids are late because the cow had to take a shit on the way to school. <laughs> no, fuck around with taking a shit. I've got the children's future <laughs> in my hands and I'm waiting on a cow to take a dump. It's not fair. Type my fucking mash my ham hocks into a. This is very interesting. What do you actually hastily worded email? What do you actually have them then? In, in the, Ninth. And what about the other? What about your family? Tenth. Uh, wow. So, yeah, no one in the Blakely family rates the Cowboys, and that's just the way I like it. Look, um, I don't, I don't rate them, but I've got them finishing in the top four in my first oh, bracket. Fuck, you don't rate them, but the, you know they're going to finish in the top four. What are you high? I'm saying I like I loathe them. <laughs> and I don't want them to do so well, but I see him. I see him uh, penetrating into the top four. Jonathan Thurston is a winner. He's, he deserves 
success. Um, they've ain't got nothing to do with it. He's won enough test matches and oranges and shit. <laughs> he's had success. Yeah, good point. He's got a premiership too. Just because he just because he decided to throw it down to Steve Price, he's still got he's, he won a premiership. <laughs> um, I'm sure Cowboys fans will be up in arms. People like that R Pops motherfucker and Ham Hocks. Um, probably the only two Cowboys fans in existence, quite frankly. And unless their breeding picks up, they between the two of them. Imagine the kids. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, ninth. Okay, so yeah, I've got them, uh, you know, potentially as high as third. They certainly won't crack the top two, though. Seventh place, Newcastle Knights last season. How do you see them faring this season? I think experience is, uh, is going to hold them in good stead again um, in the coaching of, of Wayne Bennett. And... Uh, it started to take too. Yeah. It started last year. You saw they started to actually fucking listen to Uncle Wayne. I think when you look at where they finished, you know how they finished last year. I think you'd, you'd probably agree they slightly, given the capacity of the team, I think they slightly overachieved. I think so. A little bit, um, but it was really that um, that experience that got them there, and and um, and also Bennett's coaching. I think another off season under Bennett. Um, and, you know, that same experience, I think they'll have a successful season, but I, I still think they're going to finish seventh. Um, I have them finishing eighth. And so it's, it's, they're a side like, you know, you look at the age and everything in the side and just think, how the fuck can they do any good? But then when you, you know, you're benchmarking against all the other teams, you know, oh, you know, they, I can't put them, you know, I can't put them below any of the teams that I've got sitting below them at the moment. So, you know, I have to, I have to give them a spot in the eighth. So it's going to be eighth. And the uh, rest of the Blakely say sixth, so six, seven, eight. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and sixth last season, Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. I've, I'm finding it hard to get too much of a read on the Bulldogs. Um, yeah. Their nines form didn't do much for me, neither did their jerseys. They're atrocious, one of the worst sides in the entire nines. Um, jerseys, god awful. Fucking appalling. Stevie Wonder looked at that jersey and just about fucking gouged his eyes out. <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> they've got, they've got a sprinkling of star power in their side still. Or just, just that barber, that, that whatever fucking magic dust barber had. Back in two thousand and twelve. Yep. That, I, I don't know. That was something that you don't see that often. That we haven't seen that sort of streak of form outside of Jared Hayne in two thousand and nine. Yep. Um, Benji Marshall, 2010 and 2005, you know, players like that. Um, they just don't have that factor anymore. And I think without that factor, I just think they're a mediocre side, the dogs. I don't think they're that great. Do you think, do you think though, that they, that the 2013 Barber factor, that is, you know, divisive, you know, with that being removed, do you think that that makes them a better side? Because remember, he didn't play a lot last year. And when he did, I mean, his mind wasn't on the job a lot of the time either. No, that's true. So do you think by actually being able to have, you know, 13 players on the field at once rather than, you know, 12 and and a passenger? Who's their game-breaker now, though? Well, you know, that's the question, isn't it? You know, it's they're well-coached, don't get me wrong. They've they've got some really, really good players. Um, You know, Josh Reynolds is, is the ultimate competitor. Hodkinson's a solid half. Um, Chris Nininu is capable of some spectacular stuff Josh Morris is a great player but I think all of those guys 
as far as individual brilliance goes. Like Josh Morris, give him an, give him an inch on the outside of a player when he gets a good out ball, yep. unstoppable. You know, is he is he Ben Barber esque? Gets a ball, no. makes something out of nothing. Or just just not that guy. No. Um, and yeah, Sam Parrott at fullback is is the same sort of thing. Solid player, but just not as dynamic. And I just think that that factor, um, they'll still be well coached. They'll still be tough to beat and and you know super competitive. Um, but I think when it comes down to those games where you need that little bit extra um, to get it over the top of your opponents, especially late in the season, I think the Bulldogs might come unstuck and, and they'll finish 12th. 12th. And what do your family say about that? They have the Bulldogs in 13th. Okay. I have them finishing uh, inside of the eight, in uh, in the bottom of the bottom half of the eight, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, potentially as high as seventh. At the end of the day, you know, for all of Barber's magic dust, Des Hasler sprinkled a bit of his own, and you know he can maybe. I'll give him credit. In 2012, he had the Bulldogs playing a style of football that a lot of other teams tried to replicate, and you saw some some teams um, employing that you know flat line of forwards with that short interchange of passing last season to various degrees of success. So. Um, who knows, Hasler might be, you know, another step ahead of the game and uh, implement something else that, that catches the rest of the competition on the hop and, and gives the Bulldogs an edge. Yeah, but unlikely. <laughs> Shit coach. <laughs> Fifth last season, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Sharkies. I um, I must admit, I, I do rate the Sharks um, in, in a lot of areas. There's one area... They still have Jeff, Rob- Jeff Robson at halfback, which is a concern. Um, they got rid of Pomeroy, but they've signed Blake Ashford, and Jonathan Wright is the other centre, I think. Yeah. I, and I said it last year that they were probably a strike centre away, and um, you know I guess that's probably part of the reason why their fan base was so keen to to have Blake Ferguson re- return to the fold after everything. Wasn't that funny though? The way that like oh. yeah. A, f- a fan base that should have been the last fan base to welcome him back. They started wanting it. Wanting success over their di- own dignity. Yeah. It's just terrible how far the Sharkies have fallen in their fan base. What do you mean, fallen? Well, I mean, the, the, the club Where is... Where did they has, fall from that the, yeah. time they won something? No, the club... No, no, I mean the fan base. Right. I... I want to say the Sharkies are, are going to be really good. Um, I just... that And, and I... I have them finishing quite high um, in fifth spot, but I just think their attack might be found a little bit wanting with uh, Ashford and Jonathan Wright in the centres. Yeah, I've got them finishing sixth, so slight, it's, slight dip know, on that. It's pretty year. obvious that the Sharks are trying. They're trying their damnedest. To this is a harder thing too, though. To has just, to, you know, the other foot has to drop, well, and, it could, true, and it could gut them. You just never know. But there's also the fact that they're, they're trying their hardest to to replicate the West Tigers. And you know, everyone knows you can't imitate greatness. You have to be great to do great things. Replicating the West Tigers just means you're second last in three years' time, essentially, the way they're going. So, no, you don't want that. Not at all. Wake up yourself, Sharkies. Fourth last season. It's amazing they finished so low in the minor premiership, considering how great they My were. My family has the Sharks finishing fifth as well, sorry. Oh, there you go. That's fine. So, status quo. That's right. So, yeah, we're all about the same on that. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, the mighty Manly Seagulls. Skillful geniuses, gigantic streak in the finals, and uh, you know, 
the same again, really. So, is that all you got to say about Manly? Fucking, I thought you would have waxed lyrical a little bit longer. Look, look, I mean, what what is there to say that hasn't already been said in the legends, you know, and, and the tales passed down from generation to generation? Just never, never say die, you know, band of skillful geniuses. Cherry Evans... It, 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 tremendous form through the carried through the final series last year. Then he took it up another level, you know, in the World Cup, and you know, pretty much he's he's pretty much going to retire Jonathan Thurston at representative level before too long, and or Cooper Cronk, probably both of them, because he can do it all. I mean, he he, just, he could make he he's going to be in his own halves combination. Exactly, I mean, Cherry can... and Evans in the halves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. You know, Foran was terrific as well. I mean, you know, they've just got you know fantastic players. I mean, there's you know, there's been something said about their their front their front row. I mean, they lost George Rose, a fucking lazy a lazy player who, who's done nothing for nobody <laughs> except for being a cool guy and you know a, a fun guy, you know, a funny dude. You know, um, Brent Kite, obviously he's old, and you know, Penrith are going to see that as he becomes more brittle over the next couple of seasons. Jason King, uh, what are your thoughts on him? Don't worry, yeah. you've already told us. Ret- retire him. He's, <laughs> he's, he's taking up salary cap. He's taking up salary cap money. I mean, and the the, the thing is, I mean, we have got Liggy Sow, who is like uh, the the under twenties. You know, best prop there uh, two seasons ago. He got a taste of first grade last year. He'll kick on bigger. Josh Starling that we uh, we grabbed from the Souths uh, in the off season. He he would have started every game at prop for for the Rabbitohs last season if he was a fucking Englishman named Burgess. But the fact is, you know, Russell Crowe wanted his fucking fairy tale and you know four dickheads on the field at the same time. You know, which I mean, Souths, you know, they've been Jeez, doing that's it for harsh on the Burgess family. Well, fuck, we didn't even talk about Sam, did we? No, he's going to have a bath or something, isn't he? Sammy Bill Burgess. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at him tearing the heart out of the Rabbitohs after just when they they, they they got pumped up again. You know, it felt like they were, they had something to live for and then they pump him up. But that's beside the point. Manly got props. The back line is just, you know, tremendous. Plus, they've got, you know, Hiku can just slot in in any position and be an absolute genius. Fuck, I hope he plays the whole season in reserve grade. You're going to struggle with that one because he's playing first game in the wing. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. I can safely say he's actually... There's no one to be omitted there anywhere. No, <laughs> no. no uh, Tubes is, uh, is all over it this time. I think he's pretty much named 17 players. It's tremendous. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, and then and they've, uh, you know, they've got a habit of getting players from other sides, you know, underappreciated players and turning them to legends. And, uh, you know, I've, I predicted that, you know, the same thing's going to happen for uh, Dunamis Louie from uh, the Broncos. And uh, I think he's going to turn into a great player as well. Um, and he's so, yeah. just George Rose with a shit surname. So I think I think that um, what we're basically looking at with Manly is uh, is more of the same. They're going to certainly finish in the top four. Can they win it? Of course they can win it. I mean, let's face it, they can win it every year. And it's and I, I really need to. I can't stress enough what a pleasure it is to follow a side where literally you go into every game expecting to win and you go into every season expecting to finish the, the, the top four and expecting to win the premiership so I do that every year too what the fuck are you talking no, about no the difference is I've actually I've actually I mean it I'm not just trolling people on a podcast I'm not trolling anyone mate <laughs> I go into it and every time nickel in every fucking Saturday Saturday night or Sunday afternoon I put my jersey on and I go and she's like are you doing it again like when are you gonna when are you gonna realise when are you gonna I'm like you're not fucking serious. You're trolling. I'm like, 
You just fuck out of my house. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Who are you? Not my mother. You're the boss of me. So yeah, Manly in the first bracket. She's a pregnant woman. She's not in the right mind. No, Manly in the in the first bracket. Um, yeah, traditionally we don't win minor premierships, so I'm not going to have the fucking you know the the hubris to say that they're going to finish first. But they're certainly going to finish in top four. And in the, the day when it comes to raising trophy, of course they're going to win. I think Manly will finish eighth. Um, <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, the uncertainty over Glenn Stewart uh, could pose a problem for him if uh, if he so- has to sign somewhere else at some point during the season will have a serious effect on his uh, brother who, you know, they're still attached to the hip. Um, oh, well, we'll just have to put Hiku in then. Jeez, see, this is, this is what I'm talking about. You know, we've had numerous conversations. I remember sitting in in a car with some bloke who I'm pretty sure was partially retarded um, driving us around showing us the sights of Manly which took 14 seconds because there's nothing to fucking see there and we drove past some delinquent house called Stewart Zone or something and Stewart um, House I think it would be yeah, called yeah, yeah. Uh, where delinquents go to be further delinquentized because that's a word um, and it's named after the Stewart brothers because they're the two biggest delinquents in Manly that's no, right um, you know and you jeez carried on and so did the retarded bloke driving the car just carried on about how great they were oh they loved the club it's, uh, oh it's just fantastic now all of a sudden one of them is going to sign somewhere the other brother is going to get the shit and you're like well fuck them hiku haiku I didn't say that at all you're just paraphrasing there you're putting words in my mouth I'm I think something it was... else in your mouth in a minute <laughs> yeah I'm not even Polynesian what the fuck are you thinking <laughs> <laughs> if I close my eyes you can be anyone <laughs> try to throw a noodle at my mouth um <laughs> The fact is, the commercial realities of rugby league are such that, you know, you can't hold the players that you want to hold, you know, forever, necessarily. Now, So if, far, you've retired Jason King and you've axed Glenn Stewart. I yeah, mean, if we can... Reti- we keep going for three hours, you won't have any players left, if you could, other if, than Hiku Haiku. If we could retire, <laughs> retire Jason King and put some of that money towards retaining Glenn Stewart, I'd be, I'd be delighted. But at the end of the day, the commercial reality is that we need to keep Cherry Evans and Foran together to maintain this dynasty side that we've built and maintain forever, you know, the best part of a decade. So, in light of that, if it came down to losing Cherry Evans or losing Glenn Stewart, then keep Cherry Evans all day, every day. It's not. It's a no-brainer. Manly are slipping. It started with losing the grand final. It will continue this season. They'll finish eighth. I remember that ageing roster. Family, uh, remember how they were, uh, remember how they were an ageing roster last at the start this time last season. They're not going to finish eighth. My family has them finishing fourth. But uh, yeah, there they go. They know what they're talking about. No, they don't. They know their they're shit. Not. Well, good. I'll send them up here. They can move in here. <laughs> You'd miss them. <laughs> Well, it got real for you then, didn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, okay, we agree, Manly Premiers. Third place last season, the Melbourne Storm. Fairy Cobra. Fuck Fucking guest, Fairy Cobra. guest stars on the first what is episode. What doing out there? Is it humping the Buddha statue or something? I think she's further down the, down the end. Jesus. Yeah, you fucking shut up, cat. Why is it Insolent. so noisy? Probably another cat outside the window, you know, wants to fuck it. Let it out. She's not an outside cat. Video, I'll put it on YouTube. <laughs> Sexy times. <laughs> Shut Seriously, it. though. I'm going to have to smash it. I'm going to glass that Fucking, cat. I'm not even editing this. Melbourne Storm. Third last season. Where you got them this year? Third again. Really? Yeah. Really? Nick wow. Jackson also has them third. <laughs> um, I'd just like to state something. Ben Roberts, halfback. 
yeah, I mean, that's going to be short-lived until Kronk comes back, clearly. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe the biggest revelation... Maybe he'll be season. five. Maybe he'll still be five eighth when Con comes back. What do you think about that? I think that'll be a, a, the most ridiculous decision Craig Bellamy's ever made. Um, maybe, just maybe, the revelation of the season could be not how well Gareth Widdop goes at St George, but how poorly Melbourne go without Gareth Widdop. Yeah, without Gareth Widdop, with you Ben Roberts, Gareth then. Yeah, <laughs> without without him or with Ben Roberts. What's yeah. the real reason? Tomorrow, you know, it's hard tomorrow. to say. Um, too well coached. Um, too solid. The 5-8 position is, is a bit of a concern. But when you look at the way Bellamy and that culture and that club has made, you know, careers for blokes that had no business making careers, uh, like Brian, Brian Norrie and fucking Jason Riles and... You know, like Jason Ross didn't really take to the coaching. I mean, he was still good for the ruck penalties and drop balls. My point stands that he might do the same for George Rose. He might do the same for Ben Roberts. George Rose training the house down, apparently. Oh, fuck, of course he is. Great the only, preseason. The only he's got to quit. He's training the house down is by eating the house. Um, look, Ben Roberts on his day. Um, as evidenced by the Man of the Match award against the West Tigers last season, he, he can put it together. Who knows? He might be able to do it consistently for the Storm. I doubt it. I think it all obviously comes down to those same three names, Slater, Cronk, Smith. Um, Smith. Smith hasn't signed anywhere yet. No. Nope. If he signs with the Broncos, maybe that has an impact. But mm-hmm. they've, they've been a solid enough group. They're experienced enough players to put that aside. I still think um, they'll have a very, very strong season. I'm still I'm I'm counting on uh, Smith signing for the Broncos, and I think just you know with, it seems like they they lose players you know every year, and they keep the you know the big three in quotes, but this it just feels like they're losing even more and gaining even less, and so I think that they're slowly getting to the point where they're going to lose some of the big players, like Smith for example, like a market. I mean obviously Cronk's going to stick around, Slater. Well I don't know how many more years left he has to serve. But if, you know, one of them was to, to blink and go to another club, like Smith, I think, will, then, uh, yeah, it's the beginning of the end, and I've got them finishing fifth. So top of the second bracket for me. Okay, two to go. It's interesting, like, if the way you put it there, like, if Smith signs with the Broncos, and can you imagine the money the Broncos will be throwing in if they start the season out shit house? Oh, probably. And then, you know, say theoretically... Griffin's gone. Yep. And they replace him with a high, high-ish profile coach. Genius. And then throw all this money at Smith. You got Milford coming, Barbers there. They, they are the Broncos are a club that does its best to appease its fan base. And if they, if they lose a bunch of their first six games, yep. then the fan base is going to be up in arms. Yep. So, um, that could have a serious impact on both clubs. For sure. All right, second place last season, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Where do you have them finishing this year? Um, same again. I think they'll finish second. Um, I wonder. I wonder what impact the Burgess factor and, and the fact that he has signed with the English Rugby Rugby Union um, is going to have on them. I, I still think, um, much like the Storm, just on a different scale. I think that you know they're well coached, well drilled. 
really strong halfback. Um, their fullback, obviously, in English is exceptional. Um, strong forwards, they're just a solid side. Uh, very, very capable and, above all, well coached. And um, they will have had higher expectations than where they finished last year. And um, I think they'll use that as, as fuel for this season. And, uh, and I think they'll finish second. I think uh, they'll still finish well in top four. I'm going to finish in fourth. They've fallen at the final hurdle both times in their quest to get in the grand finals. And um, teams just can't keep doing that before the wind gets knocked out of them. And uh, this is the season the wind gets knocked out of the Rabbitohs. They're still going to finish in the top four, but I don't expect them to be a serious challenger. Interesting take. At, when it all comes down, you know, at the end of the season, when we're talking about, you know, when we're playing for grand finals, mm. I once again expect them to be, uh, you know, psychologically defeated. Yeah, mostly by the the loss they had to take uh, against Manly last season, which was just <laughs> fucking fantastic, one of the best days of rugby league history. But uh, oh. <laughs> I've forgotten how much this annoys me. <laughs> but you, you got to—it was, it was spectacular to up to upset the apple cart that Channel Nine had, and the NRL had clearly been pushing for all season. They wanted, you know, the Sunny Bill versus the Burgess and that's the brothers. Thing, and, you know, like I don't—I know you have different opinions, but. The the true diehard Rabbitohs fans that have been through the club through thick and thin, um, and that aren't douchebags. Name one. Sorry. Look, I'm sure there's plenty. I'm not about. Yeah, to make but, no, but none of the names come to, come to you under pressure, do they? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But no, I believe you. I just, you know, I don't begrudge them success. I, I just do. kick them out of the comp again. I just think, fucking hell, when they lose a game, it is. The the general feel on Twitter is of people rejoicing. LOL at Souths. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> um, I don't begrudge the Rabbitohs any success. I, I I really like watching English play. Uh, I think Reynolds is a great player, and um, yeah, I um I think they'll have another strong season. First position last season, Sydney Roosters. Not much changes. Um, just. Back to Nicklin and Jackson's list, their top oh, three is much the same as mine, or exactly the same as mine. Um, Roosters first, Rabbit second, Storm third. Um, I just think Roosters are too good. I think they're, they're just the quality of player is, is a huge factor. I think everyone was surprised by the quality of coaching last season. I think um, he really had a great roster to work with, which he was fairly blessed with. Yep. But I think he did really well with that roster as well. I think he managed mm-hmm. their minutes. I think he, um, you know, there was no egos that were bigger than the team. I think he, he kept all that in check. And, um, you know, with guys like, you know, Sonny Bill's a big presence in the locker room. Um, Michael Jennings had his issues at Penrith. Um, Maloney's, you know, a, a sort of guy that could probably get on under the skin of his teammates, you yep. know, with some of his banter and stuff like that. Um, Pierce is a bit of an enigma as well, but he managed to get all those personalities together and 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 put together a side that just was fairly fucking dominant. I think for for the, most of that season and, and certainly culminating in the grand final. Uh, very very well coached, um, great back, strong forwards. Just I don't know. They just managed to put it all together. Whether it ain't last the season, whether you know. Sonny Bill's teammates thought that, okay, well, Sonny's here for the long term. Um, 
they've got another season out of him and then he, he you know it's official it's signed sealed delivered he's off to yep. back to rugby union to continue his uh his career there and and good luck to him but whether that has an impact on his teammates you know he is a you know he is a you know cross code fucking code hopping superstar trader oh well yeah potato potato it was a long time ago but <laughs> um you know the tell way- doggies fans it was a long time ago though oh fuck they need just to try and tell them they need to get over it they I just think that Sonny Sonny Bill operates in a way where it, it doesn't have that tribal factor you know at the end of the day it's a, it's a business yep. um, and he's there and while every part of that club he's 100% invested um, but it may only last two seasons like it is at the Roosters. Yeah. Um, it could have only lasted one if yeah. the deal had gone a different way. So he's, um, you know, whether his teammates put any credence in the fact that he won't be there at the end of the year, I don't know. I don't think so. I think uh, Robinson gets the players banded together as good as any, you know, some and, and better than much more experienced coaches. And um, they're just, their roster's too good. I think they'll... Um, They'll finish minor premiers again, and I think they'll be very, very tough to beat for the for the premiership. Yeah, I've got them finishing second, but you knew all about that anyway. So your family list was exactly the same, right, for the top three? Yes. Okay, so put it out there on Twitter to uh, you know get some people to uh, let us know what they thought uh, their revelation. Well, actually, so before we do that. Revelation of the season. So who did you have finishing first? Well, I've got my first bracket there. I just put Manly there because, you know, Manly... But you never actually said features. who was going to win the comp. No, Manly going to win the comp, yeah. Manly no, no, win the comp. sorry. You, you mean the minor premiership. premiership? Yeah, see, you, it's you out of that second, first bracket. You said a third, you said, but yeah, you never actually it's out said of, first. Yeah, out of this bracket, Manly Roosters, Cowboys, South. That's my top four bracket. The minor premier is going to come from there. I think it's more likely to come from Manly the Roosters because I do think South... Are, I, I'm actually pretty set on South finishing fourth. But uh, so mainly all the roosters, and you know what? The grand final could be the same again too. Or it could be Tigers versus some unsuspecting sap that gets their asses kicked on grand final day. Whatever, it could be. You know, that's the beauty of the game. So your revelation is. Well, that's gonna be Luke Brooks. It's an excellent question, Nathan. It's one I've pondered. It's going to be hot sauce or Luke Brooks. First said hot sauce last year, so that can't count, can it? And you got injured. Well, why am I here, Nathan? Why, you know, if you want to put such a poor impersonation on me together, why the fuck do I bother driving all this way and sitting here um, next to someone that I really just want to fucking stab multiple times? Tell me, chopping them up and putting them in my freezer. Tell me online. Feeding you to my dog. Tell me online. Go on, give me a revelation that's not one of those two names. You know, you you mock it, but. Luke Brooks taking a team that finished second last last season, um, you know, into the top four with a chance at, at a premiership in his first real season. You know, when the only thing anyone had to go on was 80 minutes of champagne football against a really ordinary team from St. George Illawarra, where he just, he did as he pleased. He was like a man amongst boys. Um, you know, that's all anyone has to go off. And I think that, you know, in that particular you know, sunny Sunday afternoon at the uh, Sydney Cricket Ground. I think when you when you look at that, it's very symbolic. And I think that the Dragons symbolised 
what will be the rest of the NRL in 2014. I think Luke Brooks will be the revelation of the, of the season. So you took all that time... To agree with you, yes. To agree, <laughs> to agree that that is what you would say. I've got to admit, I'm absolutely struggling with the, the call on the revelation for this season because... There's no boom rookie manly players to come and bestow it upon. You're all fucking too old. Oh, Cherry Evans, could he be the revelation again? Say he won the Dally M, would that make him the revelation? No. Oh, I think it probably would. Because I, mean, I think we're going to have a, a revelatory season. I would, you know, I'd almost like to name the, the Manly Seagulls as the revelation of 2014 season. Too old, not enough props, they said. Minor premiership, premiership double. Sack one of our props, you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, he'll get a premiership on the way out. Um Throw it's it to the same thing about Brett Kite. Just uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh well, yeah, Kite's not going to get nothing. He's getting a payday. That's it. Um, let's see what the uh, the listeners had to say. I mean, we put it out there, revelation, and also hashtag as well. I've got no. I mean, like Tigers in decline. You know, don't have to get the spoon to win that. But I think Tigers in decline will definitely get a run on a game by game basis as they're getting pumped. Uh, but you know, I'm happy for something else to you know come out and take some uh, you know, take some of the glory as well because I mean, God. Who would have thought the Tigers in decline could repeat as the as the greatest hashtag of all time? Uh, but it did, you know the, the you know little Aussie battler hashtag that could. And, uh, <laughs> okay, um, so I'm just going through the timeline here to uh, see what we have. And uh, oh, I forgot my revelation of the 2014 NRL season. I fucking did know. I did have something. Alexandra Daddario in True Detective. <laughs> if you've seen episode two, you know what I'm talking about, people. My God. Give her two revelation prizes. <laughs> One each. Lord. It's a very sexist comment, Nathan. <sighs> it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not sexist. It's sexy. There's a difference. <laughs> it's a sexy comment. <laughs> it's a sexy comment. It's not sexist. Now... We have uh, Tall Hayden, at Tall Hayden, as I mentioned earlier in the show. He's a guy that uh, that just tweeted us and said these are his predictions. He said, the revelation, Tedesco slash Tapao, trending hashtag, hash storm in decline. Wow. And so uh, I put it out there and said, look, you know, throw your premiers in as well, everyone. And so we had uh, Devonhead, revelation, Widop, hashtag, hash slice price, <laughs> premiers, roosters. Uh, Berkeley underscore Eagle. Uh, he had uh, James Hassan as the, as the revelation. Hash Khan Manly. I don't like that Khan thing. It's very Aussie. Ber- Berkeley Eagle. Oh, John. Yeah. And Manly being the premiers. Uh, Amy Lee at oh. Amy Lee underscore. Andrew McCulloch will win the Daly M. <sighs> which I uh, replied, shut up, Amy. And then she said, well, you're very rude. Yeah, now look. Because you say dumb stuff. Had the opportunity to have a, have a conversation with Andrew McCulloch uh, in December. As he was a, one of the Broncos players thrown up at a there was a there was a UFC training thing at over at Red Hill, and so they had uh, I'm trying to think who it was it was McCulloch, uh, Josh McGuire, and fucking who was the other one? Corey Parker might have been Hunt, might have been Ben Hunt, can't remember. But um yeah McCulloch he seems like a nice guy. I mean you know he's not a very good player, but um you know <laughs> he enjoys his MMA, he likes his UFC, and. Uh, and basically, I, I, I think that's what he was saying. He was like, he wanted to get tickets, forgot to get tickets, couldn't get tickets, and so volunteered to be part of that thing and part of the payoff for, for doing the media thing was getting tickets to the UFC. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, 
But uh, jo- Josh McGuire, the biggest fanboy ever. Well, oh, he yes. was at that MMA event, the Fight World Cup thing that we went to. Okay. Yeah. Big... John Johnny Doran was there. Okay. Big fan, big big fanboy, especially Mark Hunt. He was, Maguire. Loved him. He's like, look, it's funny seeing these guys that are kind of like, you know, celebrity of their own thing yeah. and confronting other, other, you know, other ones that have just been like little kids. So, um, and I'll tell you that, uh, that Mark Hunt uh, is a West Tigers supporter. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's a great man. What a disgrace that was. I almost, almost punched him in the face. Yeah, would <laughs> that would have gone, that, yeah, gone fucking tremendously. <laughs> and I believe and Mark that, Hunt would have delivered a gift to the world. And I'm trying, and I'm trying to rem- way of a broken jaw to your. I'm self. trying to remember, but I think I think Tahuna is a Parramatta Eels fan, and so and and he and he went out hard like the Eels at that UFC too, at the hands of Shogun Hua. Now, Troy underscore seventy nine, the revelation. People are just voting down the lines of their team they support. It's disgusting. Revelation, Jack Whiten. You have to actually pick a rugby league player. We have to say we have to say it out loud, and so it sounds even more ridiculous than when you read it. Hashtag hash Broncos in decline. Well, that's fair enough. Premiers, unfortunately, the Roosters. Hashtags in decline. Bonus points for slipping that in. Um, at Aussie Blackwell, Revelation, Widop. Slash or, or wit slash Williams halves pairing hashtag hash Chapo's prediction in decline premiers the roosters. If it's going to be a hashtag about Chapo, it's just just be like shut up Chapo. Uh, where are we? Paris Steve Mao, he's big on this Mao for the eels. Hash proud not to be a bulldog is his hashtag. I'm kind of partial to that hashtag too. And the Roosters being the Premiers. Cruzy06, I wonder. Revelation, Nicarima. Not impossible. Broncos Premiers, hashtag, hash year of the horse. I, I would always block him on Twitter for that, to be honest. Oh, fuck, I know where he lives. <laughs> if I could get his gate open, I'd fucking storm his house. <laughs> Shunter86, Revelation, Tyrone Peachy. Hashtag, hash LOL at Souths. Premiers, Roosters, and he's going to hash Gronkstradamus. Yeah. There's a couple of those Penrith nerds um, fucking calling Tyrone Peachy the revelation. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, he's a touted player. They're just trying to take the focus away that you've got Jamie Soud in their side. <laughs> exactly. It's not working, boys. Luke Shark 74, the revelation, Eric Groth Jr. Hashtag, hash, bring back Flano. Premiers, Roosters. Um, right. Yeah, I know. JR underscore Buff. Revelation, Matt Minto. Premiers, Knights. <laughs> Spoon, Dragons. Biggest decline, Storm. <laughs> Matt Minto. Who is that? I know. Is that even a real person? Maybe Scott Minto's like changed his name by Deepol and time to sl- slide in under the radar. Uh, Mickey T, 1985. Revelation, Tyrone Peachy. Hashtag, hash ref's fault. Premiers, Cowboys. It's a bit silly. Rest fault will be getting a fucking. He'll get. A, he'll get. He'll a, be getting a workout at Brookvale Oval. He'll get a fucking workout when uh, when Luke Brooks starts fucking getting penalised. For what? Being awesome. Being That's shit. not a penalty. Being shit. Being the being the reincarnation of Benji. I Did just can't wait till Channel Nine latches on Luke Brooks and makes him their fucking love child, and everyone just starts hating on him. Ain't gonna happen. Makes him better. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. Uh, sweet Nigel B. Revelation. Ben Roberts. Hashtag. Hash sack Ricky Stewart. 
Premier's Manly. Uh, here we go. Here's Chapo. Chapo, the creator. T-Rex will be the revelation of 2014. Hash Truth Candy will be hashtag of the year. And the Mighty it's Bulldogs. Not even his. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's the, no he's, he's, he's just pushing that dumbass hashtag. Uh, and the Bulldogs will be Premier's. Dragon Punk 12. Michael Witt will lead the biggest redemption story ever. Hash Tigers in decline to win again and Roosters to repeat. Who's Michael Witt playing for? Drag Queens. Ish. At Rugby League God. He'd know, you'd think. <laughs> Apparently. He'd know. know that I'd set up another account. Cowboys minor premiers. Price and Hook released on the same day. Thurston M, Queensland nine in a row. Uh, Jay Bolwell. I'm not sure we've been tweeted by Jay Bolwell before. Revelation, Remy Casti. Hash, LOL at South. French guys playing for the Roosters? Yeah, playing red, red, Reggie's for the Roosters, pretty much. It's long way from Premiers, Roosters. Right it is, it is. It's Mitchell, 180. Ben Roberts, Revelation. Hash, Crisis is a hashtag and Roosters, Premiers. Uh, ben Dunn, 43, Revelation. Michael Licker. Hashtag, Hash, Storm and Decline. Premiers, the Sharks. Nah. Uh, where are we? Going through, going through. Oh, we go. Uh, at East Fan, Revelation, Ben Roberts. Hashtag, hash get cunted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Premiers East. <laughs> then we got, then we got Matt, at Matt Jim. What's his, what's fucking Matt Ball's Twitter thing? At Matt Jim Frank B. <sighs> this fucking that? tweet. Revelation. Sam Tompkins. Oh. Premiers. Yeah. Rabbits. Hashtag. Hash. Springfield Panthers undefeated. Premiers. No asterisk. <laughs> I do hear they have an awesome coach. Although he says no asterisk, so he means you've got to do it without the little fucking little uh, little Viking cartoon dude. Because <laughs> it's not an asterisk, it's an asterisk. So maybe you speak can speak Queen's English. So maybe you can do it with with obelix. I don't know. I don't know any other players from that, uh, any other characters in that comic. Uh, where are we? Um, Oh, God. Mup23. I'm just struggling with the hashtag now. I've worked out that the Titans will win the comp and Dave Taylor will be a revelation. The, but the hashtag, and he's got all these choices like hash T1T4NS, hash tie turns as in Brad tie, hash now we know, hash straight up, hash in Henry we trust, hash Sack Cardi, hash save Griffin. <laughs> Mr. Wars, revelation, Sam Tompkins. Sam Tompkins is a pretty fucking decent... <laughs> Yeah, bet to throw down for Do Revelation. We have to read the rest of his. Hashtag Friday Night Fisting. Premier Souths. What the fuck? And then he went on to say that he's so... I'm so fucking excited. I'm sorry. I'm so excited for this week in league. Next fucking level excited. I'm already touching my pulsating and expectant anus with anticipation. Is that, is that the tweet you meant? <laughs> um, Never ceases to amaze. Yeah. Uh, on a blood buzz. Uh Manly winning, Starling the revelation, hash one in a row is a hashtag. If New South Wales win Origin, one in a row will undoubtedly win the hashtag of the year award. I'll call it right now. But, you know, what's to say they will? <laughs> Not much. That's been, uh, where are we? Just scrolling through, scrolling through. Oh, hello. CJ, CJ, A-A-A-A-Y-07. There's still one more year left in hash tigers in decline. He's got a hash anasta for president. <laughs> uh, Earthboy75 said Premiers of the Roosters The Revelation is Dylan Napper And Edric Lee 
And he's gone, hashtags, hash ice up sun, hash selfie injection, hash nine in a row. I don't know what that's all about. Mad Cow's Disease, Revelation Kyle Felt, Premier's Cowboys, hashtag, hash fuck off Jono. <laughs> I like that. There's a hashtag I can fall in love with. Annie O'Brien, Revelation Kyle Felt, Premier's Cowboys, hashtag, hash Canberra down the crapper. Jesus. Takes up a lot of characters. It does. You know, it restricts what else you can say in your in your tweets. Just camera um, down will do. And Mr. Wars is coming here later. He's got some he's got some other hashtags. He's got hash Friday night fisting, hash Saturday night submission, hash Sunday Arvo Sodomy and hash Monday night molestation. He's got one for whichever day the Broncos play and lose on. <laughs> um what else we got here? Fubar underscore eighty four revelation Chad Townsend. <laughs> Hashtag Hash Soured Wallace WTF Premiers Warriors. Come on. Sammy Boy 1986 Revelation George Burgess. Hashtags hash one in a row. Hash Robert Louis still at cunt. Roosters the Premiers. Uh, Mad Dog Ben Hunt. Hash Truth Candy and the Brisbane Broncos. So just disregard that completely. And um, oh, I've had enough of those. But um, just say at. B Dwyer, B E D E Dwyer. Hey Nate and Glenn, can't wait for tomorrow. Thank God it's back. And he said, "Have you got a link to the Twill Tipping Comp?" So I sort of sorted him out, and he's like, uh, "Thanks, he's can't wait for the podcast and season to kick off. You boys make the winter. Welcome back." Jesus Christ! It sounds like he wants to give us cuddles. For a change, like it's good. I love hearing that like, stuff. That's, I mean, clearly he hasn't listened for that long, <laughs> because. You know the diehard long-term listeners because it's just out and out fucking savage. Just straight abuse, just, pretty much. Yeah. Just fucking savages. <laughs> we yeah. come here every week and we entertain them, and then just like you guys, are fucking shit out. We hate you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we exactly. know it secretly means you love us. Now, uh, just the final one for the uh, the predictions for the year at Unky D. Oh fuck! The central stars of Dennis this? Because he seems to have tailed this tweet perfectly to to you. The premiers will be Manly. The hashtag, hash back-to-back. Because he correctly maintains that Manly was the rightful winners of the 2013 Grand Final. The revelation, though. This one's straight for you, Glenn. Lottie Takiri, who will score a hat-trick of hat-tricks. That would be quite exciting if he was to score nine tries. If Lottie Takiri <laughs> scores but one hat-trick for the South Sydney Avidays... You're going to kill yourself. Twitter will die. And Twitter will die. Of grief from you killing yourself. No, no one's gonna be. No one's gonna miss that. No, one's, <laughs> no one cares. But the amount of shit that I will be copying. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Remember that time I I trended on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Was that? When was that? That was after that Warriors game. It was, where we it got was, knocked out. Yeah, it was. It was either that or it was the, the the season before with the when it was the Dragons or something. I think it was the Warriors one though. I think you're right. Yeah. Or I took a late night, like an 11, 11 o'clock walk with the dog. <laughs> yeah, with the dog collar wrapped around your neck and then tied to an overpass. In the nude, but whatever. And you were standing on the dog's back. I was a grieving man, Nathan. Let's to, not get into facts. Trying to, trying to boost yourself Let's over Let's not sally this with facts that I was nude and we were wearing a dog collar tied to a lamppost. Yes. In Algesta. <laughs> I, was, I was a man under duress. <sighs> Almost two hours of the episode and we've still got half of it to go. No, we don't have half of it to go. We only got a little bit to go. Another 15, 20 minutes. Thanks for everyone's bit. contributions. Yep, Even appreciate the ridiculous it. ones like Dennis Valente. You know, the other day I saw uh, 
I saw Anthony Anthony Field, uh, the the Blue Wiggle. Yes. Of course. Great man, West Tigers fan. Saying something about you know, I think it was when the I think it was when the Nines were on. He's talking up you know Lottie and Reddy and everything because you know he still he still wants to you know bum them because they were on uh, Wiggles DVD. Mm. It was uh, those two with Jay Lagaya played Christmas Elves. It was on the last Christmas uh, DVD, and uh, they had trouble wrapping presents and stuff. You know, fast I enough for Santa. Did. That was the, that was the I thing. But if any kid was getting bored Christmas that year, they would the performance. It. There was a revelation in there. Jay Lagaya, obviously that dude's an entertainer and he's experienced and he was fine. Joel Reddy, he committed to the part of the elf. He was fantastic. Lottie clearly wanted to be balls deep in someone else's wife because he just didn't want to fucking be there. He just, he was so terrible. Like, fucking disgrace. And I remember saw Anthony there talking him up and so I had to tweet him. I said, look, going to be honest with you, Lottie was fucking atrocious on that DVD. Joel Reddy and Jay were awesome. Lottie, atrocious. And he's just like replied, like, ha ha ha, no, yeah, he was great. What no, 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 fucker, he was not. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> but thanks for replying. I must admit, he, does, uh, he doesn't mind a bit of banner. He's, uh, he, he, you know, he he's takes great. He takes it fairly well. Because considering, you know, he's got really no answer to the way that West Tigers play football these days. But um, It's all in the past, Nathan. But year. thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, no. Dynasty. So that's that's how the season's going to play out uh, in one of the, one of those scenarios. I'm I'm feeling pretty good about my predictions this year. Me Not too, Nathan. Lie. I always do at this stage of the year. It's great. I, I always like I always feel you know a bit nervous about it. It's always the minor placings as well because you just like the season before last. I really dumped myself into shit because out of spite, I just said that the dogs were going to come last, and I knew they weren't going to come last. And then you know they get the fucking grand final, but this year. There was no trolling in that list at all. I wasn't purposely like was shitting well on teams. Resh- well researched and thought out. Well researched this afternoon. <laughs> Previews for the first round of action in 2014 NRL season. And we kick off on Thursday night football. The Rabbits versus the Roosters. Too much Joel Reddy and Lottie Takiri in the Rabbitohs side, and I think the Roosters will be uh, far too good for the Rabbitohs. They've named pretty much their grand final winning side. So. Pretty much. Um, the the thing I see here about the Rabbits is they've got a very long bench. Mm. Their bench is, quite frankly, longer than George Burgess's penis. That's a fucking long bench. I can't believe we were almost two hours into the season before we talked about his penis, but there you go. I had to drop it in there. I just didn't want to disappoint Quite frankly, you and the fans. Yeah. <laughs> like the tension was fucking killing me. I mean, this, this fucking, it was just this, this giant penis hanging over my head. Just, yeah, when's it going to drop? <laughs> Let's not pretend that's not a situation you, you haven't found yourself in before. Look, I think the Roosters are going to win this one easy. Um, the Rabbits, whilst they may have, a, you know, ultimately have a season as good as, you know, ha- that you predicted, I just, you know, there's so many, so much lolly to carry in that side. <laughs> I just can't get over how much Lottie Takiri is in that side <laughs> and not in the North Sydney Resi side. <laughs> I just... Oh, dear. And they've had to, you know, but, throw... They've got a bit of a spanner as well with Dylan Walker having to go in there um, after the injury to Kiri. Um How long is Kiri out for? Uh, was it a pack or was it a... I'm, he, I'm not sure. He's out for he's out for several weeks. Let's okay. just say several weeks. Yeah, Rooster's too, too good for mine. By a million. Okay, Friday night football shock me. It's the Brisbane Broncos playing football on Friday night against the Doggies down at Stadium Australia. So I guess we're talking about down at uh, the old uh, ANZ at Homebush 
as I would like to call the suburb. Tough gig. Um, as we've just been through two fairly, what I expect to be fairly mediocre sides this season. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Barber against his old club, looking to prove a point. Yeah. You know, it means more to the Bulldogs than it does to him, I think. You see the news articles going, oh, yeah, the Bulldogs fans are going to fucking give him the old, you know. Yeah, they said the same thing about uh, Sonny Bill and ended up getting, like, losing 42 nil, and Mm. he scored a try or two and played a genius game. So if they want to go that route, you know, they they may inspire Ben Barber to, uh, you know, to greatness and, you know, get a a hat trick or something. Yeah. Just think, I wonder the Broncos away from home. It's it's a tough one to pick. Their halves have been crap. You're really not sure. And having a fullback in 5-8. Isn't it funny that it wasn't all that long ago Anthony Griffin said that Josh Hoffman um, didn't have the ball playing characteristics to be a great fullback. Mm-hmm. And now he's playing for 5-8. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Fuck, Josh Hoffman made Josh Hoffman may well just be the revelation of the season if he makes it go the number six jersey. And it's a strange decision given that Barber's played a lot of time at 5'8". Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, I don't fucking get it. it. Obviously, Barber was promised the number one jersey. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, because the no-brainer would be to put him at six. But um, dogs I'm going to say Broncos in a tight <laughs> one. What'd you say? I said dogs by how many? Yeah, really. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, dogs. Dogs have got great, great forward pack. I mean, the Broncos have got a pretty good forward pack as well. I mean, you have a lot of experience there and stuff. But you know, the dogs have halves compared to these guys, and it's important. Ben Hunt in the seven. Um, he was fairly dynamic last year in the times when he was he was coming on the field, um, mostly playing, out of hooker. Playing but, hooker though, yeah. Um, He's got his opportunity in the seven jersey now. He'll be looking to make that his own. And um, yeah, tough one to pick, as I said, but I think the Broncos. Okay, the Penrith Panthers take on the Newcastle Knights out there at Penrith in front of a crowd of no doubt under 10,000 people. <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Well, I hope five year plan. What are you talking about? Oh, you know, I think, I think the first year. Are we into year three of the five year plan or year two? Oh, fuck, do I know? Can't yeah. count the five. I'm, I'm losing track as well. All I know is their crowds took a massive dive last year. I'm just wondering if Penrith might be a little bit too new for the to, to start the season. Um, what does that mean? Well, you've got Soward and Wallace in the halves. Yep. Um, you know, a new halves combination, um, you know, and a sprinkling of other new players. Idris is there. Is it all going to click for them straight out of the box? No. Oh, I don't think so. And then you've got, on the other hand, the Knights, which are... Reasonably um, settled. Reasonably settled. Michael Dobson at 5'8 comes into the side. Um, yeah, just experienced and settled. Um, you can see it going one of two ways. That you, that, you know, everything clicks for the Panthers, even if it is only for a week. They yep. blast out of the box full of enthusiasm um, and their attack clicks into gear and the, and the Knights can't go with them. Um, or it doesn't quite click and the Knights' experience just grinds out a, a, a narrow victory. Um, I'm probably going to go... For the latter of those two options, I think the Knights might just get home. I think the Knights will win, and you know fairly comfortably at that. Okay, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles take on the Purple Cheats at Brookie. Fuck. Saturday night straight football. Off, straight off the bat. What? The big rivalry. There's a rivalry round. Come early. Manly, um, close to full strength. I mean, you've got Chase Blair, Chase there, Blair there in the two, but I am hearing that Wolfman is... Uh, Hopefully, he seems to think he's good to go. So that may change. We might get Wolfman in there. No Cronk, no chance. Eagles will give him a thumping at home. This is the thing, though. It's like, no Cronk, no chance. And I, I completely support that theory. But 
no Kronk plus Ben Roberts in his place. Yeah. I mean, is even less of a chance than no Negative chance. chance. Uh, unless the pressure gets to Manly. So, you know, when they're just like, holy fuck, there's Ben Roberts here. Let's just run. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. going to win by a thousand. <laughs> they just get overwhelmed by the amount of options they have to put points on. Yeah, and uh, George Rose is in the 17 for this one, although, you know, the, the bench does go up to 20. So, With you Joel know, Romolo in the 20 jersey. Yeah, now that's... He could just occupy the bench on his own and gee, then come on and set the game a lot. There's a potential revelation of the season too, just quietly. New with, you know, at a new club, you know, at a club with a bit of structure and, you know, that appreciates, you know, a bit of genius. He's, he's now playing for a man that made a player out of uh, Brian Norrie and uh, Joel exactly. Romolo compared to Brian Norrie. Give me a fucking break. Exactly. He's, you know, give or take, I don't want to exaggerate, but he's about eight million times the player Brian Norrie is. He's the Joey Johns of Brian Norrie's. Well, to the power of Darren Lockyer. <laughs> Right. Uh, North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Canberra Raiders uh, up there at uh, North Queensland. And uh, the Canberra Raiders being Canberra Raiders and uh, the Cowboys at home. Oh, I think, you know, they're a good four to five yeah. tries better side at this point. Yeah, I think the Cowboys at home. Um, it, it, the fact that the Cowboys are so good at home and the, the Raiders are so bad away from home, it's early in the season. Um Cowboys to put it together early for mine and uh, and do away the Raiders fairly easily. And while I while I love you know hearing and, you know, and also the Raiders are coached by Ricky Stewart, so yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's a, that's a very important point. But while I love hearing like you know halfback Terry Campisi, five eighth Jack Whiten doesn't quite have the same ring to it. It really doesn't. Saint, I, expect, I wonder yeah. if Milford might, Milford might fill in at five eight a little bit. Maybe. Who knows. Um... Michael Morgan at fullback for the Cowboys. Well, Dommy, did you watch the World Club Challenge? No. Geez, Bowen looked slow and shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, they they definitely picked but the perfect moment. He did look slow and shit last year for the Cowboys, so the fact that he's retired and they've put Michael fucking Morgan, who played his entire lower grade career in the halves, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And they had him groomed, you know, to be Thurston's halves partner, and now he's playing the one. Give me a break. Um. Anyway, even with that, yeah, no. What I was all I was all I was all I was meaning on that front was that uh, the the Cowboys certainly picked the, the, to perfection the timing of when they you know flicked uh, flicked a bone. Cowboys preseason compared to a Wigan Warriors preseason. I think he, he, yeah. I, I I don't think it's a fair comparison. Great too many Cornish passes. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I think he might have had the odd fucking dumpling. Yeah. All right. Washed down with Guinness. All right. And then he hasn't washed any of the dirt off, so he's got a you know probably a fourteen kilos of residual dirt. Because now he's in England, he doesn't bathe. I'm not saying anything against Matt Bowen. I'm saying no. again English people. Against English he's just people. Trying to, I mean, it's just trying to fit in. He's trying to be part of the group. And if you you know, and if you're listening from England, you know we we appreciate you uh, listening to the show and uh, welcome. Yeah. But you're not listening in the bath though. <laughs> <laughs> you're not washing the show down with an ice cold you know beer because you're a pack of fucking grubs that's why there I said it <laughs> now let's move on St. George Illawarra Dragons taking on the West Tigers Sunday afternoon football this one look Dragons fans you know they're, they're, to say they're not filled with hope for, for season 2014 would be a gross understatement um, they uh, they can't wait for this season to be over Dragons fans before it's even begun. Um, it's been a long season for him already. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> Looking for a way out. <laughs> I think if you really want to know how this game is going to go, just uh, 
play a replay of Luke Brooks's debut last season, and uh, you know, he'll give you a good indication. Um, your yeah, bench, go. I got to say, your bench is fucking atrocious, though. Why? <laughs> now, look at the bench. I'm looking at the bench, and I can't understand why you would utter such words. Suwaso <sighs> Sue, Sue you Manafanai. Are you kidding? Did you watch them play at all last year? Yeah, James I did. Gavitt, who is an absolute powerhouse and has been tearing it up in the off season, and uh, Corey Patterson, a good, um, you know, lock forward slash back rower, ball playing, come on and make an impact. On honestly, from twelve through seventeen, you you got some spastics playing for you this oh, week. <laughs> Bodine and Tom. even like, even if that were true. And what kind of coach would be enough to get over the dragon? And what coach would stop? Yeah, you're still going to win. Don't worry about that. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. You just you can't. It can't all be fucking. You know. (laughs) Fuck! I can't try to think of a fucking phrase to use. It can't all be fucking bright skies. I mean, there are there is a dark side to your team. You're going to win this week because you got. You are going to win this week because you got St George. Like, okay, let's get that off the table. St George is an absolute rabble of a side, and they're going to finish stone motherless last. We agree on that. But if you're playing a decent side, there are issues in your lineup. And you see Corabetti, what happened to him since he's you know, since his injury? He's he's just not the same. You're he's right, he's faster. He's just he's he's just he's just not good. You know you know what you know what you know you know who's better than, than Corabetti now? Lottie Takiri. <laughs> That's one. But I was gonna actually say the racehorse that bears his name. <laughs> but he's better, he's killing it. Don't even get me started on that horse. You know, I backed it because Rob, Robbie Farrow is part of it. I Lot. backed it on its first three starts or something. Yeah, no good. No, it went it went well. I backed yeah, it. Went, yeah, I was going to say. I thought I don't even winning. And then its next few starts after that, I was like, yeah, it's racing this weekend. Better put a bet on. Yep. And then I'd be out somewhere and I'd check Twitter and see all the feed coming through, going, oh, I collected on Corabetti. I'm like, get fucked. The thing's just tearing it up. Yeah. Oh, so you're so you're actually. You, you didn't put money. I've on. made money. I've I've won money on backing that horse in the early days. Yeah. Um. But now it's really starting to sing, and um, I've missed the last three races. Oh, so you shit off because you missed them. I was going to say because it's still winning though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah okay. I I don't understand your point on Corey Betty. I just just did what, you see the try scored in the trial game? Yeah, but I saw some other shit that he did. Was it wasn't great. He's had that in his game previously. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it seems like, it, 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 to me, it feels like more. Maybe I'm just remembering him through, you know, like through rose-coloured glass or something like that and thinking Look, he was like this flawless, excellent player before he was injured. No, but he's, it just, he, he's, he's okay under the high ball. He's, he's probably got some defensive uh, when to stay out, when to come in, those sorts mm-hmm. of decisions that he needs to work on. He's a young player, but um, the positive stuff he brings to the table and some of the unstoppable... Um, tendencies to his game, um, the way he runs the ball. Um, if he gets a sniff, it's fucking no one's catching him. So you probably take that and and let him work on those other aspects of his game. He's got uh, you know experienced centers and uh, and Pat Richards. I'm assuming Pat Richards is probably going to be uh, Chris Lawrence. He's going to have Chris Lawrence inside him, so Keith Lalier will be uh, inside Corey Betty, if I'm not mistaken, and um, fairly experienced sort of guy. Just come back from England. Brayton Astor five eighth. That's a bit Look, of a they handicap. Just, they just don't want to have two extremely inexperienced halves. It's it's a smart play from Potter. Um, a number of players have already made comment on on the calming influence of Brayton Astor in the club. 
Um, and they're just they're just not going to start the season with with Austin and Brooks or Moses and Brooks or they're just they're never going to do that. So. <laughs> You you are fant you 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 are unbelievable. Well, thank you, Nathan. I, I appreciate. You're unbelievable. Uh, I um, appreciate yeah, but it. I I I agree that you know to to back up my prediction of the Dragons finishing Stone Mother's last is going the West Tigers. It's a must win for the West Tigers at this stage, and uh, <laughs> and I think they'll win it. Parramatta Eels taking on the New Zealand Warriors, Parramatta Stadium. I think the Eels might start with a bang. The Warriors haven't been the greatest travelling side, especially when it comes to the west of Sydney. True. The Eels, though, I think it may take a little bit of time for this new lineup to get it together. Although yeah. I expect them to be a better outfit defensively and just a mentally tougher outfit. I'm not sure if they're... You know what I mean? I don't, I don't yeah. know if they, I, I think they might take a little time to come together. At the end of the day, the Warriors have got, you know, a new one and a new six as well um, to fit into their style of play, which isn't a real structured, yep. you know, disciplined style of play, which a player that comes from a similarly structured and disciplined team can probably assimilate into a lot easier. Yeah. They play their own style, and and it's a successful style, don't get me wrong, but um, for Sam Tompkins... Or, you know, and especially someone like Chad Townsend who's come from the fucking Sharks, the way the Sharks play compared to the way the Warriors play. Yep. Who motherfucker must think he's he's entered another dimension. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think the Warriors are going to face some similar problems getting things to click straight away. And I think the fact that the Eels are at home um, and just the Jared Hayne factor um, might be enough to get them home. All right. Cronulla, Sutherland, Sharks taking on the Gold Coast Titans to wrap things up. Down there at the tip, Monday night foot bitch. Yeah, the Titans are away from home. Can't see him getting it done. I think uh, Todd Carney had a little bit of a hamstring strain in the nines. Had to pull out of the tournament early, but uh, he's back for round one. And I still, I still don't like their centres. But when you look at if they've got Michael, Michael Gordon, um, their forwards, you know, with Wade and Graham, sorry, Wade and Graham. Wade Graham and Paul Gallen leading the way, and then you've got Fafita up front, Todd Carney off the back of that, setting things up in his kicking game. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the Sharks would be far too strong for the Titans. The only thing that can beat the Sharks on Monday night is Asada, and you know, as far as I know, they're not going to come to any conclusions or sanctions this week. So uh, it's looking like something bad start the season. you know, the, the Peter Sharp factor as well. You know, no more Flano and... Um, how much of a factor is that going to have? Is he going to change the style of play, or are they just going to continue down that path? And you know, those that's something to be considered as well. But I still think, regardless, the Sharks will be too strong at home. Agree. That is a full time for episode 144. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Now, these things tend to go in a little bit of hibernation over the off season. However, back in business now. And uh, you guys absolutely fucking smashed it tonight on the account. Um, 
as far as you know, sending us mentions oh, and stuff like that. I mean, crazy. It's funny how do you keep up there? Yeah, we're on Facebook, as you all know, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you hit the like button and share our posts as we put them up. Help us spread the word, all that good shit. And same goes to Twitter as well. I mean, you guys do a fantastic job of that anyway, but may as well remind the new listeners to the show. And speaking of new listeners to the show, uh, iTunes, no new reviews since late September, obviously because there hasn't hardly been an episode since late September. But um, Still no excuse. Get over there, hit up iTunes and throw us a review and a rating if you haven't already. Um, could help but notice this afternoon we're number 27 on the iTunes charts for uh, sports podcasts, uh, which is basically ahead of all these other league league podcasts that did nines episodes and season previews and shit like that already. So um, we're still actually more popular than them, even though they've actually put out new content over the last you know, two months. So uh, that's it's, it's mind-blowing and... Uh, and uh, very pleasing I mean because he's fucking since we started doing this show back in the day now I mean this is what the the fourth or this is the fourth year this or fifth year five years fifth year, with, fifth year we've done the show and back when we started you know wasn't a lot out there in terms of rugby league podcasts at all no. I mean there was um, you know a couple of defunct ones but I mean there was the barely the landscape was fairly barren Nathan now much like this, my freshly waxed ass they sprouted like fucking bird's eye <laughs> <laughs> all around and so we appreciate the support that keeps us on top of all these uh, other fools um, shop we're still clearing out some of the old Revelation shirts we still have some Tigers in Decline shirts that are going to be just as relevant this year as they have been in previous years so make sure you get on to uh, yeah, this week there'll be a collector's item because you'll never see com. the Tigers in Decline again so get on to it <laughs> so make sure you just get on to uh, yeah, get on to thisweekinleague.com hit the shop link and uh, you'll see all that sort of stuff and uh there's something else. I mean, we have basically done a little bit of a pilot program with this and, uh, you know, tested the theory on some people and uh, it's all come back all positive. And we're about to reveal the real revelation of the 2014 NRL season. So listen up, bitches. We are going to introduce a Twill Nation membership. Now, first thing first, I guess, to get uh, to clear things up, no, we're not charging for the show. That's never, ever going to happen. It's always been free. It always will be free. However, quite frankly, no one ever paid to listen to us. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, much like uh, like the footy clubs do, uh, we're going to introduce a membership for people that want to support the club and uh, for the club, the, the uh, show and get a little something back for their support as well. Uh, what's going to be, it's going to, the membership is going to cost forty nine ninety five, so far less than what a team membership costs of course what you're going to get for that membership is you are going to get a uh, Twill Nation t-shirt which uh, designed yet to be finalised it's going to be an exclusive t-shirt though uh, you're not going to be able to buy it unless you're unless you're a member okay we want to keep it locked down like that um, I dare say we won't even give it away in competitions I say we just fucking no. it's for members only strictly a privilege of membership uh we're going to throw in uh, a lanyard. We're going to throw in a uh, new stubby holder. I mean, you guys have probably seen the uh, stubby cools we've got. We've still got some of those left uh, that we will be selling, but we're going to uh, get some special Twill Nation ones made as well. So they'll go in there as well. What else are we going to throw Sticker. in there? Sticker, of course. Uh, you know, throw it on your car to basically, as a message, as a signal to put out there at shopping centres and stuff to say, look, you know, if you key this I'm car... If you Yeah, if, if, if you if you key this car, you're going to get fucking killed, essentially. I mean, it's it's almost like a an additional, like, you know, third-party insurance or, or something on your car. Or at least get a hotly worded email. 
exactly. Or get or get or get talked about as a sex pest. Or ignored. <laughs> one of one of those options. Exactly. Now they're the physical things that you're gonna basically get and I mean obviously I don't know if you want to mentally add those those things up, but I mean you you pre, we we're pretty much at the we're to be at the uh, membership price six dollars eighty four by my calculation. <laughs> so in addition to that, we um obviously had a fantastic response from the uh, live show we did last year. And, I mean, I'm not sure if it was because it was live or it was because we were drunk, but uh, a little mother- from column A, a little from column C. Motherfuckers love that show though. <laughs> so we are certainly for uh, for the members. I mean, we're going to probably throw some live shows out there anyway because we had a lot of fun doing it. But uh, members, obviously, membership has its privileges, and we will throw some additional live shows out there for the uh, Twill Nation members who uh, do decide to support the show. Um, plus, we're looking at having two meetups this year too, uh, one in Brisbane and one in Sydney. Uh, we're going to sort of figure out when those are. I mean, the Sydney one would make a lot of sense to be around grand final time. Uh, Brisbane one, I guess, you know, we, we positioned that earlier in the year. and um, Only because, you know, logistically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, these ones, I mean, you know, there's, there's not a lot we can do to keep them exclusive to, to members, but we can certainly only notify members when they're going to take place and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, yeah, and uh, so I think that that's... I don't have notes in front of me with the list of stuff we agreed on, but I think that pretty much covers it, yeah? Yes. Cool. So that's what you get. It's going to be up there, uh, available to uh, to order on the website. So get yourself to the website and uh, you can, yeah, order it and... Once we get a certain uh, a certain numbers, I guess we'll uh, well we've got the stickers already. Yep, lanyards are coming as well. So basically, we just need to pull the figure on the pull the trigger on the rest of the stuff, and um, it'll be good to go. And hopefully, you know, sooner rather than later. I mean, I guess start placing your orders now, and uh, you will have your merchandise as soon as is practical. Exactly, and yeah, once obviously we'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on as well. It's just a way that you can support the show. Um, it helps, obviously, cover a few costs. Certainly not all the costs by any stretch. We're not trying to make this a massively uh, profitable venture at the end of the day, but there are costs that go and, um, you know, that are involved in in web hosting and and other hosting the podcast like and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean. We could certainly, we could, we could certainly uh, cover the costs of producing the show. Just which... a way that we can, you know, further engage, engage with the people that have supported us this far, and and some some new people that um, obviously think that it's a good idea to support the show that they hopefully get a lot out of, and um, you know, a way that we can take the show to the next level. Exactly, and if and if you don't, doesn't you know doesn't matter either the show's not going is not going to be paid or anything i mean you know we we may think up of other stuff through the year as well stuff we can do like whether they're like you know we're full uh, of exclusive, ideas exclusive, at the moment yeah. we haven't had you know six months of fuck all sleep from producing the number one rugby league podcast on the planet exactly just saying you know maybe you could use that money to buy some sleeping pills that's all i'm saying just saying you know maybe you want to support us oh and the other and, and the other thing uh also i started a little venture in terms of t-shirts and basically just decided to, to put some t-shirt designs out there stuff that like uh either ones that i personally want or ones that you know other people have spoken about or stuff that i think other people want and basically the way it's going to work is that um require a certain amount of pre-orders to to get these off the ground and what those pre-orders do literally given it's not something it's like a massive for-profit thing what the the pre-order level basically covers the amount uh, the cost that covers the cost to produce 
the initial run of the shirts. So basically, once you hit that minimum number, I can produce it. People get their shirts, and um, then then we'll have a small amount in, to hold in stock to sell later. So uh, get to respecttheshooter.co, co. Get there. Take a look at the shirt designs. If there's anyone to pre-order, go for it. Um, there's so many different uh, designs out there in terms of league designs. So um, what we want to do is try and like focus on some to push out. And the one that has the biggest response thus far, LOL at Souths. Mm, that's disgraceful. We are probably over halfway to filling the pre-order. That is going to be the first shirt. That gets that gets made. I'm pretty sure. So if you uh if you like the LOL at Souths and uh want to want to show the world that go hit the Respect the Shooter uh, website. You will see the it, the design. It'll be one of the featured ones. Probably the first one on the featured stuff. Click in there. Uh, I've got a little sliding scale graph on there that that uh that calculates how many uh is required for the pre order the left to go. So you'll see how many are needed. I think it's it's like less than twenty. I think it's think it's around sort of fifteen, fifteen ish. So if you're listening to the show, you want to grab the shirt, take a look at it. It looks awesome. Um, you know, you probably if you're South fan, you probably don't want it, but if you're a fan of the other fifteen clubs, you probably do. So get on there, take a look at it, uh, throw the pre-order down. The second that pre-order required amount hits zero, I'm pulling the trigger on it, and uh, they'll be sent out to the the, the people who supported it and uh, put their money down already. Uh, you know, probably about a month after we hit that level. So do it. But there's other shirts on there as well. And there's other ones that have, you know, attracted pre-orders as well. So maybe hit hit the site up, have a look and see what you like. And if you want to throw your pre-orders down, then uh, so be it. Get amongst it. Become a member. Engage with us further. Exactly. Exactly. And I can't wait to get this membership thing get going as well. amongst our business. In and around your mouths. <sighs> Is that what you're trying to say? Wow. <laughs> I didn't really want to get out of those words, but... But that's what you meant. I can see your face. I mean, I'm, I can see your face. You know, so I, I knew the context you were driving at. <laughs> um, that's it, though. That's uh, for the first episode of uh, 2014. It's good to be back. Uh, it's kind of can't wait for another fantastic season from Manly. I hope. I, I sincerely it's like hope. A baby that, that we've just, you know, left out the back. Starting prep this year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's fifth, this is the fifth year. Yeah, that's it. So, um, I guess we should probably also note that. Um, which is probably just hinted through the show that uh, I am now the uh, coach of the Springfield Panthers under sevens white uh, team, which is uh, has a young debutant. A racially motivated side. <laughs> it's actually that not. allows white children to play for it. <laughs> what power. It's really not. Um, it's, it's just As opposed to the segregated black, the Springfield black team, <laughs> Panthers black team. Oh my goodness, that's which horrible. has all the awesome Polynesian players. So yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it doesn't. But it does sport uh, one Jackson Sydney Blakely, who will be making his debut this coming Saturday. Um, he's very excited. He love he's loving the collision, which was something I was a bit con- concerned about, um, given that he played soccer last year. Um, I was wondering how he was going to go tackling some of the bigger kids, but he's into it. Um, he loves it, and uh, I'll keep you all up to date as to how he goes. But um, super coach. Blakelyus, hash Blakelyus, yeah, hash I don't, I don't Blakely think, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hash sack Blakely, hash <laughs> Blakely. The Springfield Panthers in decline. <laughs> I look forward to the later part of the season where the uh, the coaching change takes place and they put some wins together. Good on the little tries. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think they'll I think they'll do fine because I mean, you know, Jackson's actually you know good at sport. I mean, I think that they should be able to overcome any questionable coaching decisions made. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, you know, certainly until they get to the point the the, the finals when uh, you know the Gronk on the team drops a ball, spills it over. Yeah, the other team scores a try right in the death to uh, bumble you out of the comp. Yeah, I haven't identified any Lotties or Maltzens yet, but uh, when I do, might be another chat with the coach of the other team. That'd be awesome. Blake. That'd be an awesome coaching strategy, though. You like going like you know the the kids is like you know they they run they're running their drills or whatever and some of the kids are lagging behind and you know not not putting everything into it and you're going don't come on what you going to be are you going to be Molson you're being a Molson right now you don't want to be Molson <laughs> do you do you you don't want to be a Molson and you're being a Molson right now oh wow I think we should finish on that note <laughs> all right then so the uh, the moral story is if you take anything away from the first episode this year don't be a Molson. <laughs> up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 